This podcast is brought to you by JList.com. Right now on JList.com, they have brand new art books available. They have Super Sonico art books, books about how to draw anime girls, near Automata, World Guides, Nitro Plus art books, and of course, tons of adult art books as well. That's Kazuo's favorite. Oh my. So head yeah. over to JList.com right now if you want to get yourself some art books. They're pretty neat. And you'll be supporting this podcast also. Now, let's time. it's time to start the show. As a character, she is just, she's the sort of character that you root for, not necessarily because she's the heroine, but because you can see a lot of yourself in her, or you can see um, a lot. Yeah, I can. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. Um, Oh, my God. Sorry. It's, it's, I love you, Kazuo. I I, I love me, too. アニメアディクツアノニマスのライブブロードキャストを聞いていただきます。you are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction worse at aaapodcast.com. And now, here are your anime addicts. Hey everyone, and welcome to the 368th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. I'm your host, Chiaki, and I am joined by three other wonderful hosts. Sound off, guys. At the far end of the table, we got, he's funny, he's quirky, and he's all-around handsome, Kazuo. Thank you. That's so nice of you. I'm just happy to know I have a quirk, unlike (laughs) some characters in an anime we'll be doing impressions on. Oh, snap. And in the middle of the table, hailing from the Church of Mitsugi, he's the produce, the heavyweight producer that keeps us all on task. The heavyweight producer? Well, like I don't know, like like isn't that like good? She means like, I'm a badass. Rar, like rar, he's he's big and strong. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> What's my name? Mitsugi. That's right, Mitsugi here, and I I'm really I'm out of gas today. I'm I'm pretty tired, but um. Well, I've got plenty. We're gonna do we're gonna do our best to make this show unbelievably badass for you today and at my right is the beautiful the talented the freshly shortened haired (laughs) kimiko stop it you flatter me in my freshly shortened hair (laughs) and we are dedicated to one thing and what's that guys making Making your your anime addiction worse yeah yeah you can find us at aaapodcast.com. Don't forget to create an account to get access to hentai episodes, hobby addicts, after parties, and a bunch of other stuff that's like eight additional podcast episodes a month. What? We're also on Google Play, so check us out there. On our last hobby addicts, Chiaki talked and talked about and played Hearthstone. Yes. And she played it. She played a ranked match. And mm. if you want to find out if she won or not, you're just gonna have to listen. You can find out how good I am, and you can find out my Hearthstone name. Yeah, you to can friend me because yep. I have no friends. She has no <laughs> friends. Be- become her friend. She's really sad. Friends, please, friends, please, just like me. There are also social media, social, so- social, so- so- <laughs> social media for the sociopaths among us. There are social media. I've got an idea for a new social media platform. It's only for sociopaths. <laughs> Finally, a place where I belong. 
There are social media links in the post of the episode for those of you on smartphones. On this episode, we are going to decompress from our Japan trip. Japan trip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, I started mm-hmm. this so strong. Keep it going. You <laughs> and got I just, it. I just, I tripped. I'm gonna try not to lose the momentum here. We got the Japan trip discussion and interviews. We're we're taking care of that. Finally, it's the first episode that all four hosts didn't have anything else going on, and we could all be there. So we're gonna cover that. I think we have some callers. We have some callers, right? There, I have instructed people that were on the trip that if they wish to call in okay. and be a part of the discussion, so, that so, I will periodically be calling them in and out of the show. So we theoretically have callers. <laughs> yes. We, we potentially have callers. I have faith. Most likely. I have faith. Those Most likely awesome. we have callers. We also have impressions on Zero Kara Hajimeru Maho no Show, Rokudanshi Majitsu Koshito Akashic Records, Rennai Bokun. Boruto Naruto Next Generations, Sakura Quest, and Soryo to Majiwaru Shikyoku no Yoruni. No, 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 no. You said that all wrong. What? Huh? It's, no. <laughs> it's Soryo to Majiwaru Shikoku no Yoruni. That is accurate. <laughs> Nailed it. I, I realize my the error of my ways. Thank you, Mitsugi, for correcting me on that. The next time you say the title of the anime, I expect you to say it just like that. Challenge accepted. <laughs> but first, it's time for this week's Big Bang Is it is it time for this week's? It is. So I didn't put anything on the outline. So watch this, you ready? Did you know that that go-kart company in Tokyo that was doing the Mario Kart go-karts? Yes. Is getting its ass sued by oh, Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo ha- Again? Well, they weren't sure before if they were going to sue the crap out of them, but it is. It seems now that they are suing the crap out of them, and they want a hundred thousand dollars. That's it. That's all they want, which probably means <laughs> that that go kart company is not making a lot of money. I saw them so, in Shibuya while we were did there. You? Yeah, I did. I was sitting at the the Starbucks and I saw the go karts drive through the Yonchome. Oh, is that what that was? I thought they were just like people. No, like that was just the thing that they so, did. So what was what was that like? Who was winning? They were lit. I think. Uh, I think it was Peach. No, it was Toad out in front, of and course. then Peach, and then Mario, and then Luigi in the back. Man, Toad sucks. Toad's the fastest, bro. He sucks. But yeah, no, it was it was interesting because I saw them go speeding through the intersection, and I was like, wow, that really is a thing. That's really something people are doing right now. Yeah, but like the Yon Chome in Shibuya has so many freaking people. Why would they choose that spot? It seems dangerous, doesn't it? It seems dangerous mm. in general to do in Tokyo. I'm like, these are busy roads, and you're on Very go-karts. Busy. Very busy roads. So anyway, yeah, Nintendo's like, well, you know, we we never gave you permission to use the costumes or the or the names of the characters or the concept or anything like that, and so we're gonna sue your ass. So in in the uh, in the chat, um, a, a user with a fantastic username. The username is Hung Way Low. Nice. Says Nintendo sues like they make consoles. What is uh, just like half-assed? Half-assed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I feel like American sued versus Japanese sued is like slightly different. Like I feel like Americans go for the throat. Mm-hmm. We're like, I don't want just all the money you have, but all of the money all of your relatives for the next like generations and generations have. Yeah. I just think like when when a company sues another company, they do it for damages, right? Mm-hmm. It's like how much money did you did you deprive us of? 
by using our intellectual property. I'm, I'm just picturing like Nintendo being like Dr. Evil. And they're like, I'm going to sue you for one million yen. <laughs> like, that's not really <laughs> that much money, Dr. Evil. That's a lot of money to me. <laughs> so my guess is the go-kart company wasn't making very much money because... John Combs in the chat says Nintendo has an allergy to money. Maybe it's true. Maybe well, we shouldn't make fun of them. So the question is, is that a- after they sue this go-kart company and presumably win because... It seems like they obviously are infringing upon copyrights and they probably don't have the money to battle Nintendo. Mm -hmm. Will they, after they pay up the large sum of money, will they pay money to get the license rights to keep operating or are they going to shut down their go-kart operation? Or do they just keep it running and throw a few bucks to Nintendo every so often? Uh, I, like a royalty? Well, that would be no. I mean, like they they just get sued every couple of years, but it's really not that big a deal. I don't know if they can do that. I don't know. I don't know what the second offense would be for copyright infringement. One hundred and one thousand. I think it's probably more severe than the first time. You think we think the courts would come down on them a little I would, harder? I imagine so. Anyway, it's in the Tokyo District Court, so they are going to lay waste to someone's hopes and dreams. And maybe we should have ridden the go karts while we were there, because the next time we go, they may not exist. I'd be surprised if they did exist the next mm-hmm. time we go. Frankly. Yeah. All right, so are we, do we have a special treat today? I think so. Chiaki on the couch. So I'm not doing this from the couch again because the couch has like a camera on it. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna grab a big pillow and I'm just gonna pretend just that hug that's. It. Just do, you, hug it. do you want to grab a Ridakuma stuffed plushie? Yes, I do. Will you pass me a plushie? Here we go. All right. You guys are popping peas like like uh, like popcorn over there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe if you had a better pop filter. <laughs> well. Well, so maybe now if I'm... you had a filter. <laughs> so now I feel very couch like, and uh, I'll do Chiaki on the couch. And Chiaki on the couch today, I'm talking about old books. So I went to an antique book fair this weekend. It was in St. Pete, and I guess they do it every year, and. It, uh, it was right around the corner for me, so I was like, I am going to go to the old book fair, and I'm going to see some old books. And it was actually, it was really cool. And, you know, it kind of underscores one of those things that I think is more important for people to do, which is look at things in your local community that you can have fun doing for little or no money. Because it was like $6 to get into. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing about it was, even if you weren't there to shop for any books, it was almost like a traveling museum. Like they had one of the vendors, all of the vendors had like these glass cases of these really old books. Like one of the vendors had a like first edition printing of the Epic of Gilgamesh. Wow. What? Like, what? Hold on. That's impossible. No, no, no. Like first edition of like modern times. <laughs> like it was from okay, I was like gonna a say, couple hundred, tens, not a couple thousands. Yeah, <laughs> tens of thousands of years ago. Oh yeah, believed to be the oldest piece of human literature. Yeah, no, first no, no, edition. no. It was first it's, edition. It's, it's written on on animal skins. It's an awesome, it's an awesome uh, epic tale, by the way. Yeah, yeah. oh for sure. Um another another one did have a medieval illuminated manuscript for those of you who don't know illumination and manuscript is a manuscript that has like paintings in it oh. illumination um, i saw a ton of a ton of signed copies of a bunch of authors that i couldn't afford to buy signed copies of but i completely drooled over like Anne rice and and um robin hobb and whatnot fantasy authors and tolkien Lots of Tolkien there. I got a, a box set of Tolkien. Did that you was... say Robin's Knob? 
Robin Hobb. Oh, oh. Sorry. I was only half listening. I'm used to that from you. Okay. Um, he wasn't paying attention to I'm what just you kidding. were I just wanted talking to crack about. I just wanted to crack an appropriate joke. <laughs> but he probably... Just ran right over my button. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Probably the coolest thing that I saw there, though, was that one of the, one of the vendors had an original handwritten manuscript by Sylvia Plath. And she wrote, she wrote uh, the Bell Jar, and she she's she's a very famous woman in literature. Very sad, very depressed. I think she ended up killing herself. Oh well, all right. But it was it was very cool to see what was effectively you know the author's first work from you know back in the day. So are they selling this stuff? Yeah. So like the the manuscript, the Sylvia Plath manuscript, the handwritten one was like thirteen thousand dollars. Is that it? The, so I, I would have guessed more, but I don't really know. Nah. That's a lot of money. The the Epic of Gilgamesh was four hundred and fifty. The That's a lot. Some of the, the various signed copies ranged from the most expensive fantasy signed copy I saw was Was Elise Kova's n- <laughs> <laughs> Get yours now. Um no, it was it was a obviously timely Game of Thrones a limited printing of something like a first edition limited printing. There were only like 500 of this one signed manuscript by George R. R. Martin. And I think that was 2,500. Wow. So, but it was very cool. And it's something that I don't know. I just, I would like to encourage everyone to do is go out and find out if there's something cool in your community that you can do for free or cheaply that maybe you wouldn't normally do. And yeah. you might have a lot of fun doing it, and it might broaden your horizons. I do have many leather bound books, and my apartment does smell of rich mahogany. Also, Kimiko, I got you a gift. <laughs> that was the dead. feeblest pickup attempt that I've ever heard. You've never, you don't know. Okay, do you know what movie that's from? I just said another quote from the same movie. Oh. Touche. Well done, sir. Yeah. Thank you, Chiaki. I can't wait to show it to you. When I saw it, I was like, Kimiko needs this. Is that a wrap on Chiaki excited. on the couch? That's a wrap. All right, so we have trivia. Woo. Oh, trivia. Oh, sorry. You you said that with such authority <laughs> that I thought you were going to continue forward on trivia. This week's answer to the trivia was Toei Animation. It's still named that studio, but the anime in the picture is Dr. Slump. Yes. I did see some Dr. Slump toys and figures in Japan, which was kind of cool. It's a really yeah. super popular show. Um, so the correct answers to this week's trivia were Icy Rose, Rob Burgundy, which is kind of funny, just made that joke, <laughs> Chibi Rob, James the Reviewer, Nelly 1876, and Yonko Sensei. Ray, uh, just a person whose name is the letter D, which is like really D's. interesting. D's nuts, nuts. probably. <laughs> Golden Jedi Link, Shake a Spear, Snipe for Fun, and Black Shinobi. And the winner for the week is Nell1876. Woo! Yay! Who, who is has a won, long-time listener. Has won probably tons of these. Well, you know, after nine years or whatever, yeah. you, you, you tend to win a bit. So we also have an in-show trivia question. This is just for fun. Play against yourself. We'll give you the answer when we come back from our news break. In honor of the new Boruto anime, how many episodes are the in the original Naruto plus Naruto Shippuden? I know this one. Combined. I doubt you do. I definitely do. And when we come back, we're talking about our Japan trip and impressions to come later. So stay tuned.
Hey everybody, this is Mitsugi, and it's time for your anime news break. Getting us started off, we have a little bit of a bizarre news story that is coming out of Fukuoka, Japan. The police of Fukuoka are looking for a man who has long hair and is wearing a black hat because the man is suspected of robbing somebody who withdrew $3.5 million in cash from a local bank, the Mizuho Bank of Fukuoka, near Tenjin Station. And the reason why the long hair and the black hat is relevant is because the description fits exactly the, the culprit of Jin, the main, one of the main characters from the Detective Conan series. So apparently it appears that somebody that is dressed in cosplay has done a quite a big heist and has robbed somebody who for some unknown reason withdrew such a large amount of money from the bank. It looks like the victim, a 29-year-old, is a man who works for a precious metal store and was going to use the money in exchange for gold. But uh, now the money has been stolen. So the police are on the lookout for that man and we'll see if they find him. Next up, a little bit of an update on the lawsuit between Nintendo and the real-life Mario Kart company in Tokyo. It looks like this is going to proceed to the Tokyo District Court um, right about now, April on April 18th. Nintendo is seeking damages of $92,000 for the reason of the usage of costumes and images from the Mario Kart franchise without permission from the Nintendo company. The Mario Kart Go-Kart Company allows people to experience a real-life Mario Kart simulation on the streets of Tokyo, racing in real go-karts in real costumes that look like Mario characters. So we'll see exactly how the district court rules on this case when they're finished with the proceedings. Next up, recently a pair of Sword Art Online headphones was put out on sale by Sony in Japan. And it looks like these Sword Art Online headphones, which are modeled after Kirito and Asuna in the black and red colors, sold out almost instantly at a price of almost $400 high-resolution noise-canceling headphones. So it looks like the Sword Art Online fervor in Japan is as strong as ever, and it seems like they just can't keep these devices on store shelves. And I'm sure they'll be selling more of them in the future. So if you are a big fan of Sword Art Online and you need a new pair of headphones, you might want to look out for these noise-canceling Sword Art Online limited editions sometime soon. And last up, Nier Automata seems to be a video game that is catching fire and has been extremely successful. And it looks like the DLC for Nier Automata is coming out. And in the DLC, they are including new Colosseums for the players to battle through, in which there are a pair of bosses at the end of the Colosseum, which represent none other than the CEOs of Square Enix and Platinum Games, Yosuke Matsuda and Kenichi Sato. And it looks like this is not the first time these CEOs have been present in video games, as they were also displayed in Call of Duty Black Ops 3. So, for those of you that like Nier Automata, you can get a DLC and experience something a little bit unusual at the end. This was Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. Now, it's time to get back to the podcast. We know the truth. It's written all over your face. You're addicted to anime. But it's more than that, isn't it? Are you also addicted to the AAA podcast? Get all the content. Early episodes, after parties, hobby addicts, hentai episodes, show notes, ringtones, and more by joining our $7 support tier. Go to aapodcast.com slash join and select the $7 tier to get access to everything. 
This means you'll get an extra eight episodes of podcast goodness delivered right to your ears every month. That's less than $1 per episode. And that's on top of all the other bonuses, like ringtones and show notes. So head to aaapodcast.com forward slash join and select the $7 tier. Set up your membership and you're good to go. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the 368th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous Podcast. Podcast. Before our, that sounds like one of the heroes from Hearthstone, which we just talked about on our Hobby Addicts. That is true. Check out the website, aaapodcast.com, to find out how you can Not it. enough mana. Yes. <laughs> so our trivia question for the episode was, in honor of the new Boruto anime, how many episodes of the original Naruto plus Naruto Shippuden combined? Kazu insisted he knew. At I least guess? one. Can I guess? Can I wants to guess. Let's, um, the answer is not 400 million, but almost. 762. Not far off. So common, a common misconception is that Naruto, the original series, was very, very... I mean, it was long, but Shippuden was... Over twice as long. Yeah. So I so believe what's the answer? Shippuden was an even 500, and the original Naruto was, I believe, 220. So 720. Not That's to be correct. confused with 420, which yeah. just happened. Yeah. I celebrated that. We had special beers at work. All right. That was that. That's the correct answer. 720 friggin' episodes. And they were all fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> Every single one was a masterpiece. <laughs> so if you were to watch all 720 episodes, that would be approximately. 17,280 minutes, which is 288 hours, which is approximately 12 straight days of your life. That's not that bad. That's yeah, not that bad, I guess. Yeah, you could do that in a couple weeks. No big deal. I mean, you can't sleep. Well, yeah, that's including your sleeping time. Right. So. All, All right. right. Cool. Japan. Japan. We went there. Did we? Because it still doesn't really feel all that real. It was like sensory overload. <laughs> I'm still there. So... We did go to Japan. We took the four of us plus uh, another plus a friend of ours plus eight additional listeners from the podcast. Yes. So a total of thirteen people, and none of them killed us. None of them killed us. We're all everybody. Yeah. Everybody pretty much got sick. In fact, most of them saw us naked. That's true. Yes, that's a good point. <laughs> I spent quite a lot of time naked with the other dudes. Was that your was your dream fulfilled? Was that your favorite thing, Mitsugi, that you finally got to show my, people your balls? My favorite <laughs> things in Japan are arcades, mm-hmm. ramen, and his balls, and my balls, <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Could one say that your balls are one of your favorite things, no matter where you are in the world? You would say that my balls are a tourist attraction in Japan. What? Mm-hmm. That's right, because tourists <laughs> come to the to the onsen and sit in the sauna with me just. Because they want to experience what that's like. <laughs> I don't so, Kazuo, what is that like? <laughs> what is that like? <laughs> it's terrifying, for one. <laughs> well, in our group AAA podcast, text did you know? Chat, did you know Mitsuki has three balls? I was going to say Mitsuki yeah. recently said that he has three balls. Kazuo, can you confirm? Uh, I can confirm. The weird thing is, one of the balls is actually on the center of his back. Uh. So he has he has a. <laughs> what do you think, Enzo? Can you confirm that I have three balls? 
What was that, dude? Can you confirm that I have three balls? I can confirm you have three balls and something else that I won't tell anyone. Oh. <laughs> so Enzo Enzo probably spent the most time naked with me amongst any of the people on the trip. I love how this is a measurement. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and a measurement like, of how I, long I people... I regret a single second of, of it, dude. It was so great to be naked for a long time. So so what did you think of the experience of going back and forth between the sauna and the cold bath? Oh my god, is this whole thing going to be just <laughs> no, about well, this? I'm pretty sure, at least this portion. Um, honestly, so at first I was a little scared because like, even you were a little hesitant because you, you know what it felt like. But after doing it the first time and getting that really just like chill high, I was addicted instantly. So I did it every, like I did it like, we did it like four times, right? Something like that. I like this guy. This guy <laughs> knows what's up. I was in, I was in there for about... 30 minutes, and then I was like, well, this is boring. And then I you joined leave. the B team, and <laughs> I was true. the B team because I wasn't allowed to go into Spa World because of my tattoos, which we had already kind of known was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked that they had signs out in front. Enzo rebelled, though. He went in there yeah. even with his tattoos. He did. Yeah, I, you were, you I were, wrapped my tattoos he was like, like fuck the police. tape from, oops, is it, is it explicit now? I curse. It's always explicit. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> it lately, always happens at least once. Lately, it's been explicit. <laughs> All right, yeah. But I mean, I, yeah, I covered mine with tape because mine weren't as big as yours I think like yours covers your arm right? yeah mine covers my entire arm and I have a huge one on my hip that wouldn't have been easy to cover um, but they have signs out front that literally had like a no tattoos uh, emblem on it that said because of the uh, crime syndicate the affiliations with the crime syndicate so I feel like <laughs> I'm now an honorable part of the crime syndicate and you can be one too Enzo because you still had tattoos you were just super secretive about it because committing if crimes any- is the thing to do if anything that makes you even more a part of the crime syndicate because you didn't say, care like, in honor of <laughs> syndicate i went in there not giving a single crap and i just i didn't think the thing was so stupid too because like the tape i used was not subtle like it was very obvious i was covering it also fell tattoos. off part like like pretty quickly yeah like instantly the, at the moment i went into like the first hot bath they were already peeling off but whatever it was but a yeah, good time yeah no one really cares I mean, I don't think so either. There's hardly any staff in there to bust you up. No. So a weird thing is there are female staff members. Yeah, in old, there. old women. They're always there's, old women. Yeah, there's a bunch of like old women walking around. It's not weird. Wait, in the men's back. Oh yeah, it's not weird. Only yeah. only we think it's weird. Hey. Well, not me and not you, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't. <laughs> I knew it was gonna happen. I didn't really it, care. It was interesting for me because going, you know, building up to the going to Japan thing, I was like, man, I really don't want to go into this onsen I just I don't personally enjoy being naked around a bunch of other dudes and and but it was like you know what? it's one of the things you got to try it and it's probably not as bad as you think I can confirm it was pretty much as bad as I thought I was like man I really don't like being in here at all that's so interesting because I, I <laughs> but I did it the, uh, I, yeah I mean you did you did do it so that's awesome yeah but I went with I went with the full intention of being naked for a whole day like I was so ready for that I just yeah I don't know I just didn't like it I mean like and also, it's like after a while being in hot water, it's like I can't be in this heat. That's anymore. what the cold can, bath is for. Yeah, I guess that's a good. That's, that's why what it's I there. learned. Yeah. I think Sa- I. God, sorry. Uh, I I lowered my expectations for um, all of the bathhouses and stuff because I was worried I wouldn't be able to go and I didn't want mm-hmm. to be disappointed if I couldn't. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty fun at the onsen though. Like with the with the beer vending machine. That was the best part of the <laughs> at the Spirited Away bathhouse. At the Spirited Away bathhouse with all of the crazy food yes. and me almost throwing up eating the tiny the tiny uh, speaking, squid creature. Uh, speaking of the food, so Enzo, I I personally wasn't expecting that kind of a, a dinner. So, me neither, man. So what was your for those listening? We're now fast forwarding to the Spirited Away bathhouse that we spent an evening in. Yes, one bathhouse to the other. Yeah. 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 So. It was a it was what a thirteen course meal. 
it was like 12 or 13. I lost count after like five, man. It was so many. I, I think a significant portion of the cost of the onsen was the dinner. So what was your initial, what was your thought about the dinner as a whole? Like, wh- like what, what did you take away from it? Well, I, I just thought. Well, first of all, what was the uh, the the late the girl that was helping us? She was oh, so crap. delightful. Um, uh, oh, her name was like Ami, or uh, some, something like that, right? Well, she was. She I was think so it was great. Ami. Yeah. Her name was Waifu. Yeah, Waifu. <laughs> basically. Yeah, her name. Her name was Future Waifu when and I come back. She was an and otaku who watched Yuri on Ice. We had a conversation about it, and it was real <laughs> great. So she was. She was super sweet, and the um, I just I've never been served food like that before. Not that many courses going so smoothly, at least, and um, everything was so good. My favorite part um, was everyone counting down to three, eating that snail thing right out of the shell. Oh yeah, I just I want you to know, Enzo, that that is the first time in my life that I had ever gotten halfway through a swallow and actually felt it come back up. It was not a good experience for me. Luckily, when I was that's a drop right there. We're gonna have to save that audio. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Luckily, when I was pulling the snail out, a little bit fell off, and so I got uh, that first. It, it was so much more than I thought it would be. Like I was like, so "Oh, no big more. deal. It's just a little." Snail. It and then was, it just keeps coming out. It was when the head like popped, yeah. like was, like when you broke through it, and it was just the texture of that. Yeah. I just I couldn't do it. I think that was my mm. biggest problem with the food overall was the texture it was just so squishy that was one thing that and cold and moist the, the first the first night actually we were we were all exhausted and i was like i'm gonna grab a bento from the station which prompted like most everyone to get a bento from the station to take back to our our first airbnb mama chiaki <laughs> yes we Mom's must do on. as we must do as mama says we were like her little ducklings <laughs> following her I felt there were times where I seriously felt like I was being such a bitch, but there were just moments where I'm like, guys, guys, I'm really trying hard not to lose one of you intentionally or unintentionally. Some of us, some of us did fall in greats. Don't make this easier for me. Don't make the choice easier for me. Um, But no, then Kimiko, you and I, and um, actually Valentine, one of the the original original hosts. Yeah, yeah. We we were all sharing a room and. Literally, that was one of the first things that you guys were both saying when you were eating your bento was that didn't have the consistency I expected. <laughs> it didn't have the consistency or match. Like it would be super pretty and colorful and you would eat it and you're like, it tastes like I'm eating a steak. Like it's just these weird juxtapositions mm. of what you're seeing, what you're smelling, what you're tasting and the consistency of it. It was like five senses of all weird out. Yeah. I really Dude, enjoyed totally. it. I loved it though. I, I mean like so, most of the time, yeah, the texture was always weird, but the flavor was always really good. And I, and I liked that. Dude. And some of the, like most of the food that we ate there was amazing. Like when, so the, good. the place that we yeah. went to, we went there more than once. We got like those noodles. The udon shop. Oh, we went there twice. God. Oh my god, that shit was awesome. Oh, oh it was so good. With the, um, I think I got the egg both times. Yeah. And um, tempura, like a tempura shrimp. Yes. Thing, and it was yeah, just, un- oh my god. I think I, I actually had a conversation with one of the people at my work. Which, mind you, the one thing I did not realize, and I should have, being a bartender means I had to repeat the story of Japan like thirty times mm. when I got back because everyone wanted to know. Right. I had it down to like Same. a scripted science. Um, but my favorite things about the food there ended up being the most common, like the ramen, the udon, the, um, 
the Okonomiyaki. Um, I, the Omurice, though, for me, I think, because I had always seen it in mm-hmm. anime, but I'd never tried it before, being able to actually try Omurice for the first time, which for those of you who don't know, that's the one that looks like, it's covered in an omelet, and it's basically rice that's been seasoned with like ketchup and so some spices, mm-hmm. um, and some chicken and onions and stuff, and it was just, it was so good. Everything was so good. I had a bite of that, right? Because um, I was with you when you when you ordered that. Yeah, when we were in uh, the little town where Chiaki and uh, Mitsugi lived, we went to this little like um, kitchen like, gong. Yeah, it's like kitchen little gone, mom and pop yeah. shop. But and I, I, that's um that's where I took that April Fool's picture where I'm like, oh guys, here like I moved to Japan. <laughs> you guys, I still get people messaging me saying, hey, can you mail me like Kit Kats? Can you mail me? They, they, <laughs> all they think that you're that still there. So good. Yeah, the people think I'm still in Japan, which is so great. You gotta tell them go to jlist.com for that. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, I'll just play the recording of you saying the the shtick at them. All right. So before I hang up on you, what was your favorite thing in Japan? I mean, besides me, of course, obviously. Um, favorite thing? Oh man, I, this, that's so it. Could be hard. A, it, was, I, it could be a food or a place or a, an event. It was <laughs> obviously <laughs> hanging out with Kimiko and talking about Beck the Doi. Uh, and dude, when we sang Beck off the onsen balcony, oh. that was dope. But um, so I think I think I have two. I'm gonna say two. I, th- I think um. My favorite moment was literally at karaoke, so drunk, holding <laughs> Kimiko's hand, singing, um, <laughs> singing for good at the top of our lungs. We were so wasted. <laughs> so wasted. And, that karaoke uh, and, night was awesome. Was my so photos, sick. So my sick. photos from that night are some of my favorites. Oh god! No, it, it's apparent that we're all shwizzled in them, but yeah. so wasted. And then my second favorite was it was just before Japan. I think. When I met all of you guys in LA, I my heart was already like, "Fuck, I'm gonna love these people, and it's gonna be a great trip." And it really was. So thanks, guys. No, thank you. Thank I'm you, so Angela. glad that we got to meet you. We're gonna have to go and visit you again at yeah. one point, or you're gonna have to come to to Florida and visit us. Cause I feel like that's kind of how I left. Is I felt like everybody became a really good friend of yeah, ours, not 100%. just like a listener. So I'm I'm glad we got to meet you, Enzo. <laughs> I'm stuck DMing a one shot for like half the group. I'm uh, that's right. So much effort. <laughs> he's our he's our he's our DM. <laughs> oh my yeah, god, no, you're gonna be a great DM, so dude. Much. I try. I'll try. I'll try my best. All right, Enzo. Thanks. See you soon. Hopefully. Thank you. See ya. That was cool. That was awesome. So my favorite food thing that I ate on the trip was <laughs> waiting with waiting with Mason at 1.30 in the morning outside of that, oh, ramen, that ramen shop, shop. in the freezing cold. And because that ramen shop had a line outside the door from the minute it opened until 4 a.m. Yeah. Uh, because it was apparently incredible. And I'm like, well, you know, I have to go here because I've walked past this ramen shop four times and it's always got a line and something is up. <laughs> I have to try this ramen. So I wait at 1.30 in the morning, and I get it. And, and they're taking orders outside because they're trying to keep things moving. And so I got, like, the ramen, whatever the ramen was with an extra egg and more extra pork. And, man, that shit was good. I don't know if any of you guys went to that shop, but it I, was I, I never did. Good. I'm kind of sad that I didn't, but I also, with the line being yeah. as long as it was every single that's time a, we passed a, by yeah. it, I, I just I passed. I feel like, so um, we spent... Uh, I mean, we were there for a while, for a couple of weeks, but I feel like there's just so much, especially in the Tokyo area, that it's like I could be there for a month and still not see everything. There's just so much to see there. It is. Uh, it, it is. It's giant. really the same everywhere. I mean, yeah. all of the cities that we went to, you barely kind of scratch the surface of yeah. what those cities have to offer. You know what we need to do? Go again? Or just move yeah. there. 
We need to Maybe find a way to make a living off the podcast and then just move to Japan. I'm afraid if I did that, I'd become a man whore. Okay. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, I don't see a problem with that yeah. at all. You know what I just realized? I never made it to Kokoichiban. Never? No, I didn't get there. You just realized you that? I did. I just oh, realized. No. I went twice. It was good. Yeah, I went twice also. Oh, uh, well, there's next time. There's always the 2020 Olympics. That was so good, it's too. It's not going I anywhere. Still, I still think my favorite is the udon that we had. It was so freaking... Like, I've been craving that since I've been back, but I just don't know if there's any place that would have anything like that. I would probably say my favorite was the Steakland uh, Kobe. <gasps> That's uh, right. Kobe it was babies. so good. I got it. Dude, that I was I got my rare, and it was... Mm, yeah, I got, oh my medi- man. I got medium rare, but that was... I didn't want to, like, swallow the food, because I'm just, like, chewing on it. I'm like, this is so freaking good. Like, I was about to, like, burst into tears. I'm like, it's so delicious. It's like, it's the meat is so soft, you yeah. can barely believe it's meat. And then there's meat. those little crunchy chips they put on top of the it. Garlic. And yeah, you get a little bit of that with the meat, and it's just like the, the texture different. Oh my God, it was so good. So well, why don't we shift the conversation from food to to temples and more traditional things? Okay. Miyajima. Miyajima. I loved Miyajima. And I'm going to call in an extra, another person while we're discussing. So they can I, talk to us about the we're discussing. Yeah. I, I, actually, I actually was saying this to some of the people on the trip, but... I put out in the Facebook group way in advance a kind of poll that had the names and pictures of places and was like, you know, what what rank what places you want to go to, mm-hmm. like one to ten or whatever. Or, um, you know, vote for the ones that you, vote, vote for the five that you most want to go to of these and of that. And Miyajima actually was the lowest voted place. It really? had only like two votes. Wait, which one was Miyajima? That's the, uh, the first place we went the to wa- the island the water? with the floating toady. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. And it, it was the lowest voted place. So that was one of those moments in planning the trip where I was just like override. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> We're going I there. love you guys, but I'm taking you here. So, Andrew, what was the place on, in the trip that you wanted to go to the most? Uh, it got torn down right before I got there, and that was the Gundam statue. Aww. Aww. <laughs> oh, no. So, unlucky, but the most exciting place I wanted to go to, I did technically after you all left, was Tokyo Tower, but it wasn't as exciting. Now, but the hot springs, basically. Now, did you go to Tokyo Skytree? Because I don't think we went to Tokyo Skytree, and that's the like the new hip Tokyo Tower, basically. I did actually, but it was a cloudy-ish day, so I got unlucky. So did, so did you go actually go up into Tokyo in into the Tokyo oh, Sky yeah, Tree? No, no, I did go all the way up, like both levels, with the super foreigner fast pass that allowed me to skip the line. That that tower is insane. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is really tall. I mean, it's so tall that you can't get if you're standing anywhere near it, you mm-hmm. can't get a photo of it in your camera in one shot. We, you have to like take wow. two pictures and like stitch it together. That's nuts. That's how you have to do like big a, it is. You have to do like a vertical panoramic picture. Yeah, basically. I mean, it's it's oh, yeah. absurd how big that thing is. And that's what they all say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's super tall. I tried going to the Tokyo Metropolitan Government Building, but it was closed on Sunday. Oh. So. Yeah, the government building's tall also. So, so what else, guys? What, what did you guys enjoy that were... Well, speaking of temples and everything, Fushimi Inari. Oh, man. I wish we could have done uh, an entire day at Fushimi Inari. I only got maybe uh, two hours, an hour and a half there, mm-hmm. and it was, it was magical. Did I barely you? even made it up like a little bit um, well, up the mountain. I'll and have it you just... know, I was the fattest person to make it all the way to the top of that mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, it was hard, dude. <laughs> like it was, and, and the, um, I concur. Yeah. The signs they have along the way are deceiving because it's like, 
it looks like you have so much further to go, but then like a couple minutes later you're there and I'm like, oh crap, this is it, we did it? And then as we start to descend, I see like a little old lady and a baby walking up and I'm like, <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> That's kind of how it is climbing Fuji. You'll pass yeah. like a 90 year old woman who's near the top. And there was this like, old wow. dude, there was an old dude riding my tail and I just had to like move over so he can go past. <laughs> No, that was pretty much the case. We'd walk by and there's just all these old people just going up like it's no problem. Yeah. And I'm just there like, oh, man, why is it so tough? Yet, I guess we got to do this because, you know, if they can do it, so can we, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, did, now, did any of you take the approach that I took, which was just pick a random path and just walk? No, that was exclusively your move. Yeah. And I got way too distracted by some of the shrines at the very beginning of it, <laughs> like all of the little shrines. It, yeah, I just got stuck there. Yeah, Mitsugi did a thing where he would um, disappear and then end up in a forest somewhere. <laughs> I was in deep <laughs> contemplation. It's almost like a meditative, therapeutic place for me. So I wanted to be by myself mm -hmm. and just walk and be quiet well, you, and listen you, to the listen to nature. You did find those cats. I did find five well, five fair, cats. Uh, to be fair, though, remember we kind of did after the Arashiyama forest, bamboo forest. Mm -hmm. We all kind of started walking in a specific way with no direction. Well, that's because was wait was that were you with the group that was following me for some reason? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That there's a number one mistake right there. Never follow me anywhere. I don't know where I am. I'd follow you into battle. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Although I did get you guys home safe from karaoke that one time when everybody <laughs> was shit faced. I was really eager to get home. Apparently, that was hilarious. <laughs> wait, what? I don't think I've heard this. No, because yep. you left before the rest of us. Yeah, no, and I so did. We had to find, yeah, we had to find our way home, and everybody was like trashed and I was like alright uh, here follow me I know where I'm going and literally a block and a half into the walk Kimiko goes are we almost there yet I'm like we just started walking <laughs> like, like apparently I asked multiple times like I ask and then five seconds later I ask again it was I think hilarious. It, when you're that drunk time stretches on for so long yeah. that you feel like an hour has passed when it has been but a mere 30 seconds it was pretty funny <laughs> it was so ridiculous it also didn't help that I took us down the wrong path Yeah. at one point. Yeah, that's part of the kind exploration. Of several times, actually. I feel like we all had issues with directions, oh, except yeah. for Chiaki. Like, I took the B team around Shinsaibashi, and I got Google Maps to work mostly. Right, yeah, it's a little... <laughs> but eventually it was just like, you know what, I'm going to, uh, let's just stop in this izakaya, and we'll, we'll deal with it in a second. Was that the one that you got kicked out of? No, this is when you had caught up with us, oh, okay. when we, we had formed the B team. Oh, okay. uh, you were there too, Andrew, right? Yeah. Yeah. You you yep. went to you yep. went to, to Toys R Us first, and then you met us That's after. That's where I got that sweet beanie. Yeah, yeah, and, and Jeep Saibashi. It. And you lost, you lost so many things I on this trip. I lost everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I kept buying 14 umbrellas. Yeah, honestly, I really did. Yeah, so... It makes sense, though. And, and The umbrellas are super easy to forget. Yeah. My proudest moment was successfully navigating a portion of the group to uh, wherever, wherever the hell the geishas are supposed to be. Oh, successfully, Gion. Is successfully is a strong word. For I got your him navigation there. Skills. I got him there, and then <laughs> got lost coming back to Tokyo for my Tinder date. That's something I learned about you, Mitsugi. Or to, to the, Osaka, I meant. That's something I learned about you because What's that? don't don't ever follow me. Yeah, you have a horrible sense of direction. You know what? You you know what? But it's funny because like I'm pretty I was, good in Tokyo. I, I know what I, I know what's up. Because I I know you as being like very like calculated and aware and like you know you know really good with numbers and all that stuff. I would think that you you know would be able to navigate well, a place, but in, in, not in, at all. In fairness, o o Osaka is not a place that I've spent a lot of time in. Mm -hmm. 
uh, I've been there a few times, but Tokyo is where I'm, where right. I, where I'm. I mean, I, I can't, I can't say anything. I got lost immediately as soon as I went out on my own. Um, I was trying to meet up with you, Andrew, in yeah. um, in Akiba, and so you like you went ahead and you and I was like, all right, I'll just, I'll just hop the tra- get on the train and meet you up there. And as soon as I got into the train station, I was like, I have no idea where I'm going. <laughs> And you were like telling me to get on a specific line and I was like, I can't find this line. I don't know. I don't see any signs. Yeah. I immediately got lost. What was the favorite thing that you did, Andrew, on, on, on the portion of the trip after you broke apart from the group and, and kept going after the rest of us left? Uh, I think it would just be really exploring Akiba. Like even on the last day I was there, I was still finding stores I hadn't even seen the first yeah. few times I had gone. You could be there for a pretty week. much. Other than that, I, I didn't do too much different. How, now, how many gachapon did you end up with at the end of the trip? Oh, that's a difficult <laughs> question. <laughs> oh my god! Every time <laughs> you and you know what's um, funny is is so Andrew. You know, if for those that are unfamiliar with gachapon, it's like you put in a couple bucks and then you turn a wheel and then you get a toy. And it, it on in the front of the machine, it tells you the different types of toys that are in that particular machine. And so, you know, you're like, oh, I want to collect them all. So you keep trying and you may get a couple duplicates. Andrew has the worst luck of any human being I've ever seen in my life. Like he got like eight of the same character in a row. And I'm like, how is that even possible? See, here's the thing is it's like most gachapon you can find in Akiba and yeah. you pay a little bit extra. Like if the gachapon is like, yeah. but you pick the one you want. Yeah, but that defeats the purpose of the game. I have bad news uh, for Andrew. I kind of have. A, oh, sorry. I have bad news for you. There's a what? mobile phone app called Crane Game oh. Toreba, which I don't know if... Oh, he knows. You, oh, you, you've heard of Crane Game no, Toreba? Okay, well, for everyone no, else... No, 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 I don't want... I, I have. Crane Game Toreba is an app oh. that you can get on your phone that will allow you to control a, a Japanese... A series of Japanese gachapon machines. Or sorry, not n- not gachapon machines, but Crane Game machines. Yes, which we mastered. Via, via your cell phone and... You pay on you pay on your phone to play them, mm-hmm. and then when you win, they mail them to you for free. Yeah. Now we did master the crane game in Japan. Like we had a whole squad of people that were you know performing calculus. It was simple trigonometry, really. Oh, very simple. <laughs> yeah, that's an inside joke for those that don't. Anyways, so yeah, we had kind of figured out how to do the crane game thing, and we definitely won a few. I have a pretty cool Frieza figure that I got from a crane game, or that I guess Andrew got from a crane game. No, 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 that was a team effort. Yeah. And technically, Shang actually did the finishing blow. Oh, the, <laughs> after, the Moe girl, after Shang. Many, after many an attempt. Yeah, he just like pushes a button and it's like, oh, hey, got it. Speaking of uh, speaking of Shang, I'm going to call him in. Uh, do you have any, any closing thoughts for us, Andrew, before I let you go? I have two quickly one if you ask me the five favorite things i ate kobe beef would be one through five and i only ate that once so good. <laughs> and two uh karaoke with the group was the best and the dinner at the onsen was awesome not the food but the entire atmosphere <laughs> it was cool getting to hang out with everybody at the same time for a big meal like that like every single person yeah. like that was really cool i'm just so it, you know going into it it's it's a little unnerving you're like i don't know any of these people and you know, like you hope none of them are like weird or crazy or whatever. And then at the end of it all, it's like, oh, now I'm best friends with all of these people. Like this is awesome. All right, Andrew, thanks so much. Thank you, guys. I'm gonna jump right into Shang here. I'm gonna call him because I want to know how many figures he bought. Oh god! Oh my god! I want to know Dude. the answer. So, so Shang, tell me how many figures did you buy while you were on the Japan trip? Oh my god! So many, like. 
the whole bag was full, I think there were at least 30 or so figures. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, I got a funny story I, I got to tell. So so I, I did the thing where I bought an extra uh, bag in my uh, K-On to hold the stuff that I took back. And so I took out my extra bag because I needed to put it in my extra figure. So that bag was basically completely full of figures. <laughs> And then I, my real bag, I just uh, use as the uh, check-in bag. But so I, I'm going, uh, leaving Japan with this big bag full of nothing but figures. I get through the Narita airport, fine. But on the way to Dallas, of course, you know, they flash my bag, right? So, oh, so no, they flash oh, my bag. And, and this old lady, like, is the one that's pulling my bag out to look through it. And so she opens my bag. And she sees nothing but full of, like, these, like, half-naked, like, anime <laughs> figures. Of course. No, no, but to make it worse, right? So there was actually something else that I bought that, I, that was in the bag. So oh, I bought, no. oh no, <laughs> I bought an Onaho. Yep. From a oh, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> so I, I bought an Onaho <laughs> from this porn shop in Occupy. That's hilarious. And so for those of you that aren't uh, familiar, so when when the Onaho this is about packed, to get real explicit. <laughs> <laughs> so so the way they package it, right? They're they're in a box. Uh-huh. And for some reason, the box has like an image of like some oh no, innocent girl, no, like, completely naked, no, like, the most sexual pose ever. Oh no! And so ostensibly, the onaho is supposed to represent like a vaginal cavity of the girl or whatever. I love uh, but it. Is, I love how he uses technical but, terms. <laughs> So, uh, ostensibly, so when, the onaho represents the <laughs> vaginal cavity of a female human. Do you know what Do you know what Ona means? I'll never. You know what? I'm it sorry. Is what, it I, means I, woman. Nope. It? That's not what it is. No. It's short what for it? It's short for Onani, which means to masturbate. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Everyone in the chat is saying how they miss Shang so much. <laughs> <laughs> I just I miss his accidental racism <laughs> and his saying just saying things loudly <laughs> in front of people that shouldn't hear what he says. Oh, so good. Never change, Shang. Never change. <laughs> so, my protege, what were what is your favorite figure that you bought on the trip? Ooh, it is the Face Day Night figure. Um, it's just it's just gigantic um, figure of Saber in this awesome uh, pose, and I got it for like fifty dollars. But I think normally it has to be at least a hundred dollars. So that was amazing. At least a hundred. Yeah. It would have been like five hundred at a con, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you said, but what was your favorite experience overall just yeah, on the trip? Yeah. Um, honestly, it's, it's all the little things, um, like uh, like buying a hot coffee from a vending machine. Yeah, that's awesome. Getting getting packed on a train. Yeah. Um, uh, seeing all the hot girls walking around. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, a funny thing about that, right? So so I tried to do the uh, Tinder creep thing. Like, the uh, what now? Was doing. Oh, I tried the tin- to do the Tinder creep. Oh, Tinder creep. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you're creeping on Tinder. Yeah, All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Mies was doing. So I, so I don't have the unlimited Tinder. So I, but I maxed out my uh, your swipes. Like three days in yeah. A row. yeah, the swipes. And you know how many matches I got? How many? I got zero. Aww. Oh no. Twenty six. Twenty six. That's because Mitsugi looks like a foreigner. Oh yeah. You know exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I look like any other Asian. So it's like <laughs> they have no reason. So like, yeah, but like, I just wanted to see how I do. It's like, oh, nope, zero. Nothing. Great. Somewhere in the world, Shang, there is a place where all they want are Asian men. You just have to find, <laughs> you just have to find what that place is and go there. That's well, if point. you find it, let me know. <laughs> Google. 
<laughs> All right. So any other any other favorite things that you that you want to mention before I I hang up on you and move on to other callers? Yeah, just one quick thing. Um, I really love the Ghibli Museum. Oh, I've that's right. Some of the uh, the artwork there from my favorite movies almost brought a tear to my eye. Uh, that place was amazing. And did you go inside the the, the adult size cat bus? I wanted to, but then there's all these kids there. It might be <laughs> kind of creepy. <laughs> Well, I went in the cat bus. Damn it. Wait, did you really? <laughs> of course. There's one for adults. Wait, wh- there was? Yeah. It's huge. Where, wh- where was I? It's on the second I, floor. I only saw the cat. I saw the cat bus on the second floor, but there's it was There's two like- of them. One of them is for little kids. It's small. One of them is big. It's for adults. Mm. Next time. Aww. Next time. 2020 Olympics. Things. 2020 Olympics. <laughs> All right, Shang. Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, man. Thanks for the trip. It meant so much to me, man. You guys are awesome. Yep. Let's stay in touch and uh, keep being the protege. Yeah, for sure. You, you should get in our Discord channel. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, I'm sure Kazu will, will work on me. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks. All right. See you guys. Bye. Ghibli Museum was really good. And the video, the little movie they played. Oh, it was so good. I loved it. It was really cute. Oh, yeah. That was... Pretty awesome. Actually, I can't even remember what it what, was. It was the Doughboy, the yeah, it was oh, little yeah, dough character the witch, and the yeah. witch. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. What, what was she? She was some some kind of princess. She was like um, oh man, she was an egg. Yeah, uh, yeah, egg princess and uh and the like the Doughboy guardian, the dough monster, yeah, and the and the evil witch, who just like the witch of the waste from from yeah, the Castle, did. so Ghibli. Yeah, I it was loved nice. that. I loved that animation. It was so good. They're all good. Every single one of them are just unbelievably charming. Dude, what was awesome about that whole place is just walking around and seeing that they had like the setup of like Miyazaki's desk and like legitimate sketchings and things like that 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 he had oh, done. Yeah. And like, and they weren't just like Xeroxed copies. Like, they were legitimate, like drawn on paper pencil, like. It was insane. I, I I was blown away that they had those just sitting out for people to look at. And every single desk that they had set up for Miyazaki had like had a pack of cigarettes of and a giant a giant ashtray full of cigarette butts on it. Of course. So we have so we have Mandy on on the line now. Hi, Mandy. I thought we had Mandy. Mandy, are you there? Mandy, speak to come us. Come in if you are listening. She lost her voice again. Uh oh. Yeah, Mandy was very sick for a lot of the trip and lost her voice. Well, she's but not she, answering. She kept pushing. Yeah. She, yeah, she kept going on. She was, uh, she was strong. Mandy was one, was one of my groove coaster buddies, so I I'm kind of sad that she can't that she can't talk or something. I don't know what happened to her. Okay, well, maybe next time. Bye bye, Mandy. I had to hang up on her. Let's well, call well. another person. Let's try Chibi Rob. We'll come back to her. Yeah, we'll come back to her in, in, in a little bit later. So so Chibi Rob. So here's Chibi Rob. <laughs> hey guys. Hey. What's up? <laughs> Not much, man. So, uh, tell us about the trip. How did you enjoy it? Oh my god, it was so good, so so good. What yeah. were the key highlights for you? Uh, probably chilling out with B Team. B Team, yeah. yeah. <laughs> B Team for the win. Well, what is this so, B Team madness? <laughs> it, so, well, it was all it's a Kaya hopping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. B Team, so. aka Beer Team. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Um, or booze team. So Kimiko, Kimiko led the B team, which means it focused primarily around Izakaya hopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in general, um, the B team was formed 
with all of the people who couldn't get into Spa World. And then some might call us the rejects. <laughs> Chibi Rob. No, we, you know, just because we're the B team doesn't mean we're the best team. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Chibi Rob stayed with us because he's awesome. And then um, Kazuo and Andrew met up with us later mm-hmm. when they bailed on Spa World after 30 minutes. <laughs> and it became the best little group. So I'm glad that you had fun in B team, Chibi Rob. Dude, that, oh, yeah. that little Izakaya we went to was pretty sweet. Like, yeah, I, I got the feeling that they were kind of like, mm, all right, we'll serve you. Yeah. But like it was it was a cute little atmosphere. I really liked it. And that uh that bacon though. Yeah. Oh my wait, God. wait, what bacon? Yeah, it was like right. a like a deep fried bacon Dude. and it was Honestly, amazing. It was good. Bacon is not a food to deep fry. It is a food with which you deep fry. <laughs> wait, you what? cook bacon, yeah, and then you take all of the grease from the bacon and you cook oh, food in it. Oh, okay. Oh, Got it. Well, bacon is, is is at its essence a fried object. You must take objects such as eggs and put them and cook them in your bacon grease, thus making everything bacon. Well, it was mm. a it was a tempura bacon then. It it does yeah. sound delicious. It was. I'll, I'll give you that. It sounds delicious. Oh, man, I miss that so much. I want to go to Nizaka. I want all of this stuff now. Why do we not have this here? You know, I actually, one of my favorite things, and, and Chibi Rob, I don't know if, if you've had this moment, but Kimiko and I went and we watched Kimi no Nawa in theaters because mm-hmm. it had one showing at one theater. You did that? Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. And uh, when when we were watching it, there were all these kinds of things that I kept looking over to Kimiko and kind of nudging her on because, you know, places that she had now been mm-hmm. or even if it wasn't a place she'd been, but that atmosphere of a small town ramen shop or something... Dude. That now you relate to in anime. No, dude, yeah. legit. Even with um, when all of us, which mind you, this is probably my favorite mm-hmm. moment for me in in all of the trip was when all of us were in Tokyo watching Haikyuu yes. in in oh the God. Tokyo house, and uh, while we're watching it, Kageyama goes up to a vending machine on like in, on campus yeah. to get some milk because mm-hmm. that's what he does, mm-hmm. and just the vending machine seeing it in anime and being like, no, that's exactly what it looks like. That's yeah. like nope. it's legit. <laughs> Another awesome nope. thing we did, um, Chibi Rob, was when we were going to the Spirited Away bathhouse and we got off at the station in the middle of nowhere at this at this bus ah, station. Yes. And <laughs> like, so we go to get some food and we go walk into this little tiny ramen shop that is, it looks like a man's home, basically, some old dude. And there's just like, like pillows and all kinds of like, like stuff just lying, lying around. And so we, uh, it was me, Chibi Rob, um, Mandy and Shang, I think, were the mm-hmm. ones that went in there. So, and that ramen was delicious and it was like super cheap too, but it was just, it was weird being in this place. This guy doesn't speak any English and he was like, Oh, America Jean. And we're like, hi, hi, hi. (laughs) (laughs) That was when, uh, the other group of us is, I think is like Enzo Chiaki and, um, uh, Valentine Mm -hmm. and every, we went to the, um, coffee shop shop, and we had toast and the toast was like the size of our head. Nice. It was huge. And you all understood why anime characters, when they run out of the house with toast in with their mouth, it's mouth. like giant. That is one. You know, th- that's why they all fall because yeah. they're unbalanced by the giant toast. That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> but yeah. So, so what else? So, yeah. So Chibi Rob, what was your absolute number one favorite thing that you did on the trip mm. out of everything? Probably uh, Deer Island. Oh, because they had that great okonomiyaki place. Oh yeah. And there was, there was the first beer vending machine. Yeah, that's true. That <laughs> the, was our that was right, our yep. first hit. The first is always and, the most delicious. And was, there was just so many things there on that island that you just see all the time in anime, and it was just 
overload right there from the door. Man, that's so awesome. I want to go back again. It is awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm already, like, I keep telling people, I, I'm i glad that I got to experience it this first time, but I need a second time to process everything I saw the yeah. first time because it was all so much and so amazing. Yeah. Like, seeing a movie that you've been wanting to see for, uh, like, two years, and then you're so excited that when you leave, you're like, I think I remember yeah. half of it. Like, like I, I, need to, I need to be able to go to Miyajima every day for a week. So I can fully well, immerse myself in it. I mean, that's kind of why, like, I I still have one of my big things that I want to do is go spend an entire day at Fushimianari. Mm. And I, like, I've been there a ton of times, but right. I, I still want to go back and spend time There's there. just so much to see. And I want to go back to Arashiyama and walk the end to the end of that, tr- of that walking trail and just get lost. Which one's... What? I'm the only one that went up there. Oh. There was... I know that because it's a single track and I, I didn't see anybody else. Um, what is which one was where is that? Arashiyama was the place where the girls were stuck on the rowboat. Oh yeah. But this was like go to the top of the mountain and then take a right and just keep walking. And okay. there's miles. I probably walked a mile and a half of just dirt and root tr- paths. I just w- want you guys to know. Mm-hmm. Tickets are a thousand in September. Wow. That's cheap. <laughs> Wait. All right, Chibi Rob, thank Wait. you so much. <laughs> I don't make this much money, you guys. <laughs> All right, Chibi Rob. That's another cool thing. Was <laughs> Another funny thing was when those girls kept getting stuck on the rowboat. That's true. That was pretty hilarious. They, they, they totally baited us. I think so, because as soon as we walked away, they were like rowing like professionals. So yeah. I was like, what? They How suckered they? us. Yeah, we were, so for those listening, we were... Um, it was at the Bamboo Forest, and at, towards the end of it, there's a river um, that like leads to a bridge and all this stuff, and you can like rent... Uh, canoes and these two girls were rent were in a canoe together and they were just could not figure it out for the life of them and they got stuck on the on the on the side on the they got beached basically so um the first time that happened i hopped down and i pushed them out to the to the water and then a couple minutes later it happens again right like right in front of us so it's like okay so then mitsuki and i both jump down and push them into the water and so we leave, and as we're leaving, I see them, and like they're—that's what I was saying—they're like professionals. They had no problem at all. So that was a little weird. <laughs> they suckered us. And then as we're walking down the street in like the shopping area, uh, somebody like runs up behind me and like taps me on the shoulder, and it's the t- those two girls, and they're like, "Oh, thank you, thank you, blah blah blah." So I was like, "Oh, that's so sweet." Yeah. All right, Chibi Rob. Thanks for calling in. All right, man. Thanks. All right, see ya. Later. We're gonna try Mandy again because she says she fixed her her microphone. So here we we'll go about with, an, with another attempt on Mandy. Mandy, how fun was it playing Groove Coaster? Uh, it was fun, but I sucked at it. <laughs> you and Brian were way better. You, it do, you don't have to be good at it to like super hella enjoy it. That like I wasn't it's all that true. great at, at what was it called, Mai Mai. I mean, I was not like awesome Chiaki at... who could blow everybody out of the water. Was... Did you see Chiaki play? Nobody. Could no, play. but I was pretty good. I at got Mai a lot Mai, better at Mai Mai. I sucked at first, and I eventually got too advanced. Oh. And I was like, See, on I just our last right day there, advance. I was like, shit, now I gotta go home. <laughs> <laughs> I almost got this. The training was almost complete. I, know. I was ready for this. <laughs> Mandy was the badass that hung with me all the way until like midnight at that arcade. Or maybe it was even later than midnight. But I, and then yeah, we, I think it was like one in the morning. <laughs> and then we went and then and then we went to the other arcade and played metal games. We did, until, which I did not understand. I don't yeah. Think well, we were on kind of a weird one too. I don't know what the hell that thing was, but it wasn't Monster Hunter. I know that the Monster yeah. Hunter game's awesome. <laughs> so you had your own little 
special experience at at, at Fushimi Inadi, correct? And, and 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 who were you with on that on that walk? Oh, it was with Brittany, and we also got lost. I think down the same path you did. <laughs> we were like, let's go down this path. It looks cool, and then it ended up in like a baseball field. <laughs> oh, to... nifty! <laughs> did you see a bunch of like young school kids playing baseball? No, no, we didn't. But oh, uh, darn, that's we saw one... a bunch of trash. There was like a trash pile there. That's weird. That's a, yeah, but that's another weird thing about Japan is like there's generally no trash anywhere. Oh my god, like, I had yeah. to hold on to all of my like yeah. trash for miles. Yeah, like but, just like holding on to it until I saw that bad. one load. Yeah. Trash but no can. one litters. That's the thing. It's a good thing that you were walking Fushimi Nadi with Brittany because it just so happens that on the phone we also have Brittany. Hello. Brittany! Hi, Brittany! Rumi! Hi! (laughs) Let the girl power explode. Oh, yes. (laughs) There there were a lot of girl power moments. I loved hanging out with you girls. Talk about some girl power moments. Like when we were all in the onsen together. Yes! Which I don't think the guys ever (laughs) achieved. Like, I think the guys were pretty much split up the whole time. Well, okay, all right. So before you you break off into that tangent, it was me... The, the uh, he has to defend his onsen. <laughs> the guy group was me, were me, Shang, Enzo, and Brian. The four of us in the onsen. In the onsen, right? Yeah, but but what I'm saying is, is that all the girls on the trip set out in Odotenburo, which is an outdoor onsen, all at the same time. Uh, we did. It was yeah. such a nice mm-hmm. bonding. What moment. you don't realize is I was there too. <laughs> When I was looking through the wall. The way you said that. We heard heard Shang at least. Oh, we did. We we could hear Shang a mile away. Everyone in Japan heard Shang. (laughs) So so what were some of your favorite things that you guys did? Because I know we didn't get to stay as an epic girl power group all the time. Uh, Fushimi and Ari is definitely my favorite. I've been really looking forward to to going there, and it was beautiful. And I absolutely loved it. Yeah, that was definitely on my list of things I wanted to do since I was a small child. So I was super excited to do that. Uh, did you guys know? Um, did you guys know about Fushimi and Ari from Memoirs of a Geisha, like I did, or did you like have prior knowledge of it? I knew about it before that, but I was so happy when it was in that movie. I knew it from that and Inari Kon Kon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And so I was really looking forward to it. <laughs> but, I don't know how uh, I I don't know how I missed you girls because I think that you went down the same winding tributary into the main we, path yeah, I that think I did. Went further, we eventually turned back. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. "Fuck it." Mm. I was like, "Fuck it." We're just gonna keep we going. We were like, "This is this is definitely no longer a shrine. Let's turn back." <laughs> Yeah, we saw a guy like setting fire to stuff in a forest, and we're like, let's start like walking back. Yeah, he was like burning like somebody's backyard. He was burning like like um garbage probably like brush like brush and stuff like that from the trees. Yeah, yeah. It was really beautiful back there. The bamboo forests at Fushimi Nadi are they're honestly, in my opinion, every bit as good as the ones at at Ayashiyama. You just have Mm -hmm. to walk out of the way to find them. They they kind of I agree. Yeah, it uh, you could still walk along it, and it seemed like the walk was a lot longer than um, Arashiyama, but uh, and also a lot less crowded, which was nice. But I still yeah. appreciated both. That's true. Arashiyama was pretty crowded, but it, it was, was, but it was really quite nice. I mean, there were a lot of interesting things to do there. So that temple at the base where you know of the mountain that Arashiyama is on was really impressive. It was. I thought it was pretty nice. Yeah. Yep. Was I there for that one? 
Yes, that was where we took the picture with you, Valentine, and I. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was absolutely gorgeous. I loved that. So, um, how did you guys like Akiba? Because we haven't really talked about Akiba all that much yet. Uh, I actually didn't get to go to Akiba. Um, the day that everybody went, I went to go see my friends in Yokohama. And oh, then right. uh, I did Harajuku and stuff like that. So, I actually never made it to Akiba. All right. Well, then, how, how was your trip to Yokohama and Harajuku? Um, it was really nice. Uh, my friend showed me around uh, Yokohama, where she lives, and eventually I'm going to go move out there, too. So it was kind of nice seeing um, you know, my future home, basically. And uh, she took me to all the kind of nerdy J-Rock stuff. I got a lot of CDs and, and photo books of all these bands that I've loved for 20 years. And then um, Harajuku was... That, that was the weird nostalgia kick for me because that's like the one place I've wanted to go to. Like I wanted to go to Kyoto and the more traditional, pretty, you know, tranquil stuff. And then like Harajuku just seemed so just batshit crazy to me that I wanted to go there so bad. And um, you can tell that it's definitely not kind of what it probably used to be. It's a bit more touristy now, but it still kind of hit all those uh, points for me since I hadn't been there before. So if you guys had to rank your top five reasons why Cosmo is amazing, what would they be? <laughs> uh, you always seem to get in all of the pictures that I was trying to take. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> and they were always great. Like it wasn't like mm -hmm. planned whatsoever, but the candidity of them were just awesome. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't. Apparently... Oh, God. According to you, I hate you. So that's true. She wouldn't talk to me the whole time. <laughs> what? That is not true. He would not talk to me. <laughs> it's because she couldn't speak. So you <laughs> hate voice each gone. other. It's true. Classic miscommunication <laughs> trope. They say that's why. Ever since we came home, we've been talking like every day. <laughs> they, wait, wait, wait. They so say you guys that... were the classmates that didn't talk, and then now you yeah. talk every day. <laughs> well, it's because. Well, yeah. According to uh, according to Seiji Rohito from Samurai X, mm. the the distance between the darkest hate and the deepest love is only <laughs> as thick as rice paper. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> so there you go. All right, it was kind of funny though it, when it's the, actually a beautiful thing. Oh, thanks. That's very sweet. <laughs> what was funny is when like Mandy couldn't speak, so she had to like communicate via message. Like yeah, she would, like she would, Celtic from do da da da. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> she would type we messages on a phone and show them to you. <laughs> that was pretty funny. It was. So frustrating. Oh, for think, a whole day, I was just so mad at myself. I'm I think like, everyone got I, sick I on that trip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't lose my voice until like the day after I got back. And then my voice was like, nope. And I'm like, this is okay. This is okay. This is the appropriate time, Bonnie. Yeah. It's a good thing you don't have to speak to play rhythm games. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Or crank games. It was games. a lot of fun just watching people play too who are like really good at them. Yeah, like Chiaki. It's really amazing. Oh, you know what? Chubby Rob in the chat uh, explains why Mandy wouldn't talk to me. He says because Enzo was ho hogging all of Mandy's time. That's true. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, Enzo hogs all of everyone's time. Yeah, he managed to assimilate into every single group, yeah. no matter like wh who had branched off with whom. It was awesome. It was, yeah, he's it was everywhere awesome. at once. Everywhere. He's he, he's learned he's nice the ninja technique. You cannot escape Enzo. All right, you two lovely ladies. I'm gonna hang up on you now, but thank you so much for talking with us. Okay, bye. Bye. All right, well, we've pretty much covered everybody who I think is available online. So, and I think we're pretty much out of time. So That was awesome. I really liked doing that. That was fun, mm -hmm. and I'm glad everyone called in. 
Because there are other people. There were a few other people that that we didn't get to. Yeah. But but we got to most people. Do, 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 do any of you have any additional extra closing types of thoughts you want to share before we move on to the news break? Yeah. Um. I. I mean, I was blown away. You know, when you when you when we were preparing for the trip, you have in your head a scale of how well it can go. Like, but you know, from this could just go completely wrong and everybody's weird and you know I don't we don't get along and all that stuff and um and I feel like this was so much better than I had thought it could be like I legitimately became really close friends with everybody on the trip we had a fantastic time um and even though we were there for two weeks it feels like we were there for two minutes like I want to go back so bad just to you know revisit everything and no legit though I I completely 100% agree like you you have no idea or no way of knowing what sort of uh, relationships or what sort of kind of connections you're going to make with people when you do something like this, you know, mm-hmm. where you're you're just gathering a whole group of strangers who, yeah, we talk to each other, we chat, you know, and, you know, we've been a part of this podcast kind of separately, but to come together and it, it's almost like realizing that everyone is a real person mm-hmm. with this real ability to connect with you and you leave with some of the... Uh, I, I guess some of the like coolest people as your new friends yeah. and it, it just, it blew my mind. It's probably one of my favorite things about the trip was leaving with so many cool new friends. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Cause like for me personally, I'm sorry, I don't want to, I know no, you want to no, get you're in good, there, you're good. but like, it's like, I, I, uh, am friendly with people easily, but I don't make deep personal relationships easily. Um, but I feel like everyone that we went on this group with is now, whether they like it or not, one of my best friends. And 100%. And that's I would just, go on this trip with them yeah. over and over and over again and visit. Like, I want to visit Andrew in Canada. Mm-hmm. I want to visit. Well, uh, let's not. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not Andrew. Canada Coon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, like Enzo, Mandy, uh, Brittany. I, I would visit any of you guys. Um, mm-hmm. and, and likewise, if you are ever in Florida and you want a place to stay, like mm-hmm. my, my house is open. My bed is open. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chucky. All right. Well, thank you to everyone who joined us on the trip. It was so much fun, and uh, we hope you enjoyed yourself as well. And if you're planning your own trip to Japan and you have any questions, listen to the podcast because we've talked about it a lot. (laughs) Now, you can also send us mailbags and whatnot. We're going to take another news break, and when we come back, we are going to have a ton of impressions from the current season. So don't go anywhere and stay tuned. everybody, this is Mitsuki, and it's time for your second anime news break. Getting us started off, let's pick up where we left off with Nier Automata. Nier Automata's Twitter account has revealed that the game has sold over half a million copies, both physical and digital, in Japan and Asia's regions. Also, they have announced that the game has exceeded 1 million units of sales worldwide. The game shipped for the PlayStation 4 in Japan on February 23rd and in North America on March 7th. The The story of the game is that in the distant future, invaders from another world attack without warning, unleashed, unleashing a new threat, weapons known as machine life forms. In the face of this unsurmountable threat, mankind is driven from Earth and takes refuge on the moon. 
However, the Council of Humanity organizes a resistance of android soldiers in an effort to take back their planet. So a sci-fi epic game that I am very tempted by, and maybe I will have to buy it now, according to the fact that the game is so popular. So let's all look out for maybe sequels of this game coming out in the future due to its success. Next up, Persona 4, or rather Persona 5, is ripping through the internet with its insane popularity, and it looks like Atlas has taken notice, the game company behind the game, as they have been registering new trademarks and domain names for Persona-type properties, registering P5AG.JP and Persona 8, Persona 9, and Persona 10.JP. So I have no idea what that means, but maybe it means that they're already planning Persona 8, 9, and 10. It looks like they on, on April 11th, they also registered J, uh, P, P5D, P5U, P3D, Persona Dance, and PQ2.JP. So perhaps there's a boatload of new Persona games coming up down the pipeline. Next up, sticking with video games, we have Japan's video game rankings for the week of April 10th through April 16th, so very recent week. It looks like Nier Automata is number 5th on the list, followed by 1-2 Switch, Mario Sports Superstars, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and crushing everybody on this list at number 1 for the 3DS Monster Hunter XX by Capcom. Monster Hunter continues to dominate the Japanese region with its intense popularity. So, we're going to see how that pans out in future weeks, and uh, for now it looks like Nintendo is dominating the top of the charts in Japan. And rounding us out, the voice actor Yoshimasa Hosoya is going on a hiatus to treat his throat. It looks like the voice actor on Monday announced this after a doctor's diagnosis in which he is going under treatment for. He plans to return to work before the end of the year. Hosoya has worked as Bintaro Kira in Kenka Bancho Otome Girl Beats Boys. He has also been in Attack on Titan Season 2, Star Mew Season 2, Free, and other anime series. So he's a big voice actor star in Japan, but he's going undergoing some treatment, so we wish him the best. Hopefully he'll be back soon. This was Mitsugi, and this was your second anime news break, and now time to get back to the podcast. wrong, Chiaki? I need a new anime figure. You need one? Okay, no, I don't need one, but I really, really want one. Okay, well, what are you looking at? Well, I was thinking of getting a Nenroid because I don't have one of those yet, but then I was looking on JList.com and I saw that there are these really cool Figma Plus settings that you can position your Figma figures in, and now uh, I don't know. Oh, those are cool. I've never really looked at all the figures on JList.com before. Dude, check it out. They have everything from little $15 figures to works of PVC art that cost almost $600. $600? Jesus Louises. Now this I have to see. JList.com. Sort by newest, best sellers, most wish list, or price. But you have to do it on your computer right now because I still need to figure out what I'm doing with this order. Why don't you just get both? Both? Yes, both is good. I like the way you think. <laughs> Great. Well, then you have to help me pick out what figure I'm going to be getting off of JList.com. You've heard of Confessions of a Popedom, but now comes the heartwarming tale of Kazuo. I don't 
know any country songs, so I'm trying to like sing along to songs I don't know and getting drunk with some grandma. From the best-selling authors of Her Moe Majesty and the best Yuri bartender in Florida comes Growing Up Kazuo. First time I was in a shootout, two years old. South Bronx, going across the street in my baby stroller, my uncle was pushing me, and a shootout broke out in the middle of the street. Be there through the formative years. So I was 16, I think, and my family went on a cruise to the Bahamas. For some reason, they thought it was a good idea to give me and him, his name's Steve, um, our own room. Yeah. These two young men, let's give them their own room. What, what trouble could they possibly get into? As we're walking onto the cruise ship for the first time, we're walking through the hallway. There's like a, a door that's ajar. And I, I open it and I look inside. It's like a janitorial closet. So there's like brooms and mops and whatnot. And there's also a big bottle of whiskey just sitting in this janitorial closet. And I'm like, okay, mental note, close the door. So later on that night, we pick up the bottle of whiskey get completely trashed. We're, we're basically drunk the entire cruise. Will a child's dreams come true? It wasn't even an option growing up. Like it was, it was a dream that a young poor boy had that I was like, one day I'm going to go to Japan. And it was like, but we're going to go to Japan. And I was like, that's never going to happen. That's not possible. <laughs> like at best you will not end up in prison. <laughs> and tales of young love. My first, like, real kiss. Like, we've all had, like, when we were kids, a little pack, you know, you're playing spin the bottle or something like that. But my first real, like, sexual kiss, like, makeout session. And we end up, her and I make, make our way to her bedroom. So this is about to get super explicit. She's got him on one side, me on the other. Then I, we, have you ever heard of a high, an Eiffel Tower? Growing up, Kazuo. Flying off bookshelves everywhere. Order yours now on Amazon or by visiting www.aaapodcast.com. Now, back to the show. I love those stories. Oh boy. This is <laughs> it's 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 something. All right, we're back to the 368th episode of the Animatics Anonymous podcast and we have reached our impressions phase where we are going to impress upon you some anime. But first up, we have a five-star review. Who wants to give it a read? Um, I'll read it. Go for it. All right, so this one, of course, you can leave us a five-star review by heading over to iTunes, um, and we will read it on the show. This one comes from Kronos88, and in the subject line, he says, recommend this podcast for everyone. Uh, it says, I recommend this show to everyone, even if you don't watch anime. The discussions between friends are what make this podcast stand out from the rest the hard work they put into this comes shining through, and we all appreciate you for putting the time, uh, putting in the time, to doing this for us listeners. I give this show five Mitsugis eating bacon. Goddamn right, and it's delicious. Delicious. All right, so we have a total of what is it? Six, six impressions that we're gonna do for you. For those of yes. you who might be joining us for the first time, either this episode or maybe you've joined us past the last time we did impressions. The way that we handle this every season is every host 
gets five anime to watch, and we watch the first three episodes of each of those five anime, and we give our impression on the show after those three episodes. Not intended to be a full review, but just what we think. And then we either pass the show, meaning that we will continue watching it and ultimately give a full review, or we do not pass the show. Mm which means it will then fall onto the listener's choice list that you can vote on later on in the season. So stay tuned for that later. But and sometimes we'll fail it with conviction. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so who wants to go first? I'm going first, and I have Zero Kara Hajimeru Maho no Shou. And that, the English, is there an English title for this? The English title is Grimoire of Zero, and this is an anime done by Studio White Fox. It's a story. It's definitely a fantasy story. It's about a. It's on a fantasy calendar called the liturgical calendar. Year in the year five twenty six. There's a a large sect of churches, like a religious sect that that exists in the world, and then there's also witches. And there was a war between the witches and the church. In which case, after which a lot of witches got burned at the stake. And there's a witch in the story in the first couple episodes whom was actually a really good witch that she would help people. They would, she would cure, cure illnesses and do special things for townspeople in exchange for food and things like that. But once, at one point, there was a, a, a plague that went throughout the villages in the area and killed everybody. And they blamed it on her. And they burned her at the stake, and in and in retaliation to that, the witches and the other witches in the area killed everybody in the village. And so there's a lot of fighting between the humans and the witches, magic and non-magic. And amongst all of this, there's a very large like man-beast character whose name is Yohei, and he's sort of like a giant tiger, like a white tiger who has a big like guts-looking sword. He's about as big as guts. He's pretty big. And right about at the beginning of the of the three, first three episodes, he meets a girl whose name is Zero, and Zero rescues him from a witch who's trying to kill him. And apparently, the Beast Men have really have high prices on their heads, and so people, a lot of people, are trying to kill them to get the bounty. And the, the girl Zero rescues him from 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 the other witch and reveals herself to also be to be a witch. That she's certain that she's searching for a one of a kind magical tome that the band that bandits in the area had stolen from her her house or her lair or whatever, which is called the Book of Zero, and her name is Zero, and she wrote the book, and it's like a magical grimoire that has tons of valuable magical knowledge in it that is dangerous for people to be in possession of, and so the story sort of begins with. Uh, those two characters, and then they pick up another character along the way whose name is Albus, and he's sort of a, he's another Dumbledore? witch. Uh, no, but he, well, sort of, because <laughs> because he also can use magic, except he's sort of weaker. Does he have a beard? No, he's a little kid. Oh. So he, he can use magic also, and so it's the three of these characters that are going to do something. Uh, I presume they're going to go on a, on a magical journey to find the grimoire, to take it back, whatever it may be, but... That being said, this is sort of one of your very rarely seen nowadays fantasy shows where, you know, you get like maybe two a season, I think, those fantasy fantasy type anime, and 
And for those of you that like fantasy shows, this one's pretty good. So it's not something you're probably going to want to miss out on because, well, there there won't be that many. So, you know, amongst all of your shonen and your school anime and your romance and your ecchi, you know, there are few and far between of the fantasy shows. So it's not bad. The animation isn't like I'm not, my mind isn't blown by it. It's not Ajin, but it's it's pretty good. There's nothing really to complain about all in all. And so, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to pass it because it's sort of one of those types of shows that, that, you know, that come around that you, that I enjoy. And I think that it's, there's nothing really super bad to say about it. And it's, it's sort of one of those rare shows. So this one's passing. I don't think I've ever been this excited. You're excited. Feel these nipples. Let's start it off with a pass. What do you think? All right. Okay, so we're gonna do we're doing six of them today. And I'll go next. What is this next show called? So the next one is Nenai Boken, or as it's stylized in English, Love Tyrant. And this is or the very lovely tyrant of love, depending on how the you The lovely tyrant of love. The lovely tyrant of love. Right. They uh they read a an awful th- thesaurus that I read. It was awful. <laughs> um but uh, this is based off of a manga that was published on a website um, starting in 2012, and it has been col- collected into seven tankobons, um, which are the the big you know volumes, um, seven volumes in total, and that's about all for past properties on this. The director, the studio that's working on this is what studio is working on this? Not anyone that jumped out at me. EMT Squared. Oh, I've heard of them before. Yeah. The the animation, it, that's not why you're watching the show. So it's not it's not heinous. Like it's not something that I look at and I'm like, oh God, that is way off. But it's also not it's nothing to write home about. Um the director of this show is Atsushi uh Nigorikawa. And he's worked on a ton of stuff as an episode director that's actually pretty good. He did some episode direction for Black Lagoon, for Fantastic Children, for Kimi ni Todoke, a bunch for Naruto. But this is kind of his only directorial credit other than Anitore EX and Anitore XX. So, you know, take that for what it will. And one other fun fact about the staff is that the opening theme song is done by the Wake Up Girls group. From the anime Wake Up Girls, oh, the, okay. the actual the actual group of girls that lends their music is That's now awesome. an idol group. Like the real girls who do the voices yeah. are now their own That's idol awesome. group called Wake Up Girls. So Nenai Boken is a romantic comedy anime. I, I would almost say it's more comedy with romance as an element, and I'll kind of get to that quickly. So the main character is Seiji, and he kind of looks like a cheap knockoff Toriko. And one day he gets a knock on his door, and it's a Shinigami. (laughs) At least he thinks it's a Shinigami. And she has a kiss note. Oh, this is that one. Totally intended to be a death note, because he even makes the joke. He's like, don't you mean a death note? Mm -hmm. And he's like, and she's like, no, it's a kiss note. And if you write two people's names in it, they will kiss. <laughs> and like part of her hobbies is what she's like, one of my hobbies is writing two men. <laughs> and like she does it to show him. Oh, and it's like two of the 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 politicians in the diet, like oh no. Like that then kiss on, on TV. So it's um so right off the bat, it kind of 
it has that sort of very meta humor mm-hmm. where it's like we're making fun of tropes and that's what this show is is going at it's kind of like a let's make fun of anime being ridiculous by being even more ridiculous so in the kiss note once your name is written you have to write someone else's name with you and if you kiss them within 24 hours you're you will be with them for forever and it's true love if you don't kiss them within 24 hours the shinigami who you later find out is actually an angel will die and you will remain a virgin sounds for like forever. Cupid. <laughs> it sounds like Cupid. Well, you later find out that she is actually a Cupid. She right. just likes to cosplay as a Shinigami. Okay. As one does. So our main character, Seiji. So, so we gets- hold on time out. <laughs> if you kiss within the first 24 hours, then you are together forever. Yes. So those two politicians. Yeah. yeah no, Wait a second. So if you kiss within 24 hours, you're, you're together forever. Yes. And if you don't, she you, dies. And if you and don't, then you're a virgin forever. So basically at this point, you're she, either, you're either with this person or with no one. Yes. That really sucks. Yeah. So, so F this Cupid. So AG or sorry, Seiji has a girl he likes called. Or, so at first when he finds this out, he's like, well, all right, here's something. I know the solution. And he just kisses the girl with the, the kiss note. He's mm-hmm. like, I have to kiss someone in 24 hours or you die. Neither of us want to be a virgin for forever. He didn't know uh-huh. about the stay together forever thing. But she's like, it doesn't work that way. And he's like, oh, but I'm like, oh. We had a logical thing right off the bat. It wasn't anime, like, oh my god, kiss, oh, oh no. Yeah. So then it goes on, he gets paired with his his crush, who happens to be like the most over-the-top Sundere character that oh, ever Sundere'd. Oh, like, like, but again, to the point that it knows what it's doing and it's comical, like mm-hmm. she pulls out like she goes basically like comedic version of like school days where she just pulls out daggers and she's like you looked at another girl you're cheating on me I'm gonna go kill her oh my god (laughs) but and so ultimately at the end of the first episode he ends up in a love triangle because he he ends up kissing Akane but then Guri is like I want in on this too and she writes her name in as a third (laughs) and she's like love triangles are a thing right the next episode um, Akane's sister Yuzu we find out is the younger sister in love incest forbidden oh, love God. trope but again it knows what it's doing like Goody, Goody the Cupid is like oh my god it's an incest trope too like oh, and she like fangirls out over it and then you know as as the as the third episode then basically becomes they have to help Goody be a Cupid and so it's this weird quad group of people and they have to help Goody be a Cupid and and figure out people's relationships and have them fall in love and they start to learn that love is more complex than you know kind of what it looks like and it takes work from all parties and you can't force people to be in love at the end of the day like mm. true love exists the kiss note just helps people realize their true feelings and like like it kind of has like those kind of sweet undertone moments that are in a way almost complemented by the sheer ridiculousness that is the rest of this show (laughs) um i mean i i actually oh sorry everyone in the chat is correcting me she's yon daddy i'm sorry i confused my daddies oh for god's sake how dare you (laughs) um but uh, yeah, no, this, I, I would say Peter Wright in the chat is asking, does the self-awareness app actually help the show? And it for sure does. Mm-hmm. Because it's almost like the show is laughing at itself 
which makes it easier for you to laugh. It's kind of like One Punch it. Man, where it's just like the joke yeah. is how ridiculous and over the top, you know, most shonen shows are. I, I would almost or say that Sakamoto show uh, is like right. uh, Sakamoto this guy. Mm-hmm. Is that the, that's the same thing, right? Kind of, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I would almost say it's it's like that same kind of ilk, but now for the romantic comedy because mm-hmm. they're they're going on they're, they're using all the tropes yeah. for it. Um, this is this is actually one that's on the cusp for me, mm. um, and I I'm I'm having a hard time deciding honestly if I should pass it or not because I genuinely thought it was funny, and I don't say that about an anime very much. But I also recognize the fact that it is really, really dumb. How many episodes is it going to be? <laughs> um, so it looks like it is going to be 12 episodes. And I, and I think it's going to stay to 12 episodes. My, my concern after the first couple episodes was that it was going to get exhausting. Mm-hmm. And by the third episode, it kind of started like having a little bit of those more serious notes. So I don't, I, I don't think it will. But... Uh, Oh, this is so hard. This is so hard for me. Um, but I would... <laughs> y- you know what? You know what? I'll give it a pass. I'll do it. I'll pass a comedy show. All right. Yes! Yes! Oh, yeah! Can you feel that, buddy? Huh? 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 I have exercised the demons. And if this gets real stupid real this fast, I apologize. This is clear. If this gets real stupid real fast, I apologize okay. for whoever else it'll, has to watch it'll it. It'll just give Kazu and I another, another opportunity to make fun of you. <laughs> True. Good point. As if you needed one. For passing bad stuff. <laughs> All right. Who do, do you want to go next or you want me to go next? Uh, uh, sure, I'll go next. Okay. So um, I'm doing an impression on Sakura Quest. Um, and this is the one that we kind of talked about before, where it looks like it looks kind of like a hidden gem, the same way that what was Shirobako. the one? Yeah, Shirobako was. And this is done by the same people who do Shirobako, so that makes sense. Uh, it's an original piece of work that basically follows um, uh, follows uh, our main character, who, gosh, I can't remember her name. Um, her name anyway. is main character. <laughs> I'm trying to bring it up, but the synopsis, what's really unfortunate is the synopsis on my anime list is so bland in comparison to what this anime actually is. Um, the synopsis on my anime list focuses primarily on the fact that um, these five girls have come together as a part of the tourism industry in a town that is basically down and out. And that's true. Mm-hmm. But I think what makes this anime so interesting is the fact that each of the characters has a very distinct personality and our main character is ridiculously relatable, in my opinion. Um, Um, So it starts off following her and she lives in Tokyo and she uh, has she's basically on her last year of college. So she needs to find a job if she wants to stay in Tokyo. And she comes from a very small town. So she to to her living in Tokyo means she's succeeded Mm -hmm. and living in a small town means that she's stuck in the boonies, stuck in the sticks and she's never going to get out. Um, So even though her mom is calling her being like, you could always just come home. She's like, no, I must stay in Tokyo because that means that I'll have succeeded as a woman and as an adult. Mm -hmm. Um, But she applied for 30 different jobs and got rejected from all of them. (laughs) So she hasn't been able to find a job. Um, She's basically running out of money. When she finishes college, her mom is is no longer going to be sending her any sort of allowances or tuition or anything like that. So when 
she used to do like small modeling jobs when her uh, when her oh agent <laughs> when her agent calls uh, calls her to tell her about a job in a in a little small town that basically um, is revolving around tourism mm-hmm. and becoming the queen quote unquote of this town. Okay, um, I'll explain that. She she takes it thinking that it's a one day gig and she's like, I need the money. Um, I can do this. I can come back to Tokyo with a little mm-hmm. extra cash and I buy I bought myself more time. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes. And being the queen basically is like being the uh, the poster child for the uh, for the town. Mm-hmm. So basically, being the person on all of the posters for advertisement, being the person who uh, does uh, touristy things like um, uh, what do they call um, mascots, like mascot competitions. Because <laughs> okay. um, all of the little uh, areas in the town have different mascots. Um, and she basically is trying to help raise more uh, awareness for the tourism for that particular area, which has just fallen into complete slums. Right. Um, but she thinks it's just like, put my face on a poster and I, you know, then I'll go back to Tokyo. But she's supposed to do this for a year. And she finds that out and instantly does, doesn't want to have anything to do with it, wants to go right back to Tokyo. And over the course of the first three episodes, she starts to learn, you know, that kind of like Hanasaku Iroha with uh with the onsen and this what seems like it could just be um the boonies the sticks there's absolutely nothing for it because it's humdrum middle of nowhere small town it's got life and it's got very interesting people and she wants to see this town succeed and she wants uh the people to be passionate about it and she wants other people who know nothing about it to be passionate about it and so she decides to stay mm-hmm. um and I think As a character, uh, she is just she's the sort of character that you root for, not necessarily because she's the heroine, but because I, you can see a lot of yourself in her, or you can see um, a yeah, lot. Yeah, I can. <laughs> oh my oh god! Oh my lord! Um, <laughs> oh she's, my god! Sorry. It, it's it's. I love you, Kazuo. I, um, I, I love me too. <laughs> so she's the sort of character that is uh, very real. All of these characters are incredibly real, and I think that adds to um that adds to the plot more so than or adds to the anime more so even than the plot does i want to see her um interacting with all of the friends that she makes in these first three episodes i want to see her succeed in making tourism better for the small town i want to see the person who um uh, the person who is actually like one of the head of the tourism agency who's so passionate about it, but is just going about it in all of the wrong ways because he's gotten old and because he doesn't like change really. I want to see him kind of learn from her. Like I want all of these characters to to succeed. I want them to do well. And I think that is what makes this so special. This show is how quickly I want all of these characters to uh, to grow and be better and succeed. So I, I have to pass it. I'm so I'm so interested to see where it's gonna go. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, and boom goes the dynamite. We just passed three shows in a row. I know. Who are we? Unfortunately, this next one <laughs> may not pass. It, pro- it probably shouldn't. Let's find out. So <laughs> I will be doing an impression on Boruto. Oh, shit! Naruto Next Generations. Oh, no! <laughs> so, uh, for those that don't know, I, I mean, everybody knows. How many episodes was, was Naruto Shippuden? 500. 420. No, 500 even. 
500. Mm-hmm. Are you looking for a drop? It's it's not as funny if you have to like search oh for my There you go. God. So, uh Boruto, surprise surprise, is Naruto's son. Uh spoilers for <laughs> for I guess Naruto Shippuden. Uh he grows I'm surprised up. Surprise that Naruto was able to manage that. Well, I mean, you know, he's one so one thing that's interesting um about Naruto and the series and everything is it's been running for a long time. Too for, long. For like, I don't know, like 14 years or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's too long. And um how many episodes have you watched? Um all of them. Wow. So, there's that. And you make fun of me for watching Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> um so anyways, <laughs> Naruto like in the beginning of the first episode of the first season of Naruto he was 12 years old and so here we are like 14 or 15 years later and he's an adult and he has a wife and two kids and he's spoilers he becomes the Hokage but like it's interesting that this character has grown up throughout the years um kind of with us which is kind of cool um and Boruto is the story of his son kind of in the same age group that Naruto was in the very beginning of the series and so he's starting at the ninja academy where he's going to start to learn how to become a ninja and an interesting thing about it is in a lot of ways he's very similar to Naruto like if you just look at him you'd be like oh this is just they're just remaking Naruto with another guy but what's cool is like you see how his personality plays off of his father's because his father his whole life has been driven to become the Hokage and and that's been his goal since he was a little kid and so when he finally gets that, he becomes kind of obsessed with his with his job. And he's always working. He's always away from home. And Boruto, because of that, kind of grows to resent his father and is always like kind of sick of him. And he's like, he's never there for the family. And his mother, um, which is Hinata from Naruto, who you'll probably rem- if you, you'll, you'll remember, um, she's always like at home and taking care of the kids and stuff like that. And and so Boruto sees this and he's like just really ups- angry at his father and he wants to like show him up and stuff like that. So it's interesting that they kind of play on Naruto's obsession with becoming the Hokage and how it's kind of turned against him in his his older years being a father and how he's kind of like a terrible dad. And so, um, so yeah, Boruto starts off, it's pretty much his first day at, at, at the academy, and he's starting to like meet friends and stuff like that. Um, there's not really a lot to like spoil so far because it's still going through the process of, of building the relationships. It's only three episodes in. So you're starting to meet all these characters. And what is kind of cool if you're a fan of Naruto is you're seeing all of the children of the people that you watched in the original series. So, you know, you meet um, uh, uh, Rock Lee's kid. So if you remember Rock Lee, he was the guy who wore the green jumpsuit. Metal Lee. His, yeah, his son's oh name is God. Metal Lee. <laughs> and like he's so similar to him. Like obviously they dress alike and they look alike and they both use the same kind of. Where's Jazz Lee? What? Jazzly. Yeah, they're main- rock, metal, jazz, music. Oh. See, you went music. I was going like, you know, elements. Which one's well, rock's not an element. Right. Well, not I mean not Neither elements. Is metal. I know. Not quote unquote elements, but like rock and of the the object and metal and stuff like that. Anyways, which it doesn't matter. Is, which which is correct. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It does matter. Anyways, so uh, the cool thing about uh, about Metal Lee is that he's very similar to his father in that he, know, he uses the same kind of martial arts and everything, but he um, has a really hard time with, uh, what's it called, like when you're afraid of people watching you and stuff. So like stage fright. Like he's horrible, paralyzing stage fright. So he'll be like doing a really badass move and then he'll realize everybody's watching him and then he just like trips and falls down and like freaks out and can't deal. 
So it's just to get over that shit. Yeah. But it's, so it's just, it's, it's cool to see like these kids and like, um, and one of, Oh, one of Naruto's best friend or Boruto's best friends is, um, Oh, what's his name? His name is Boruto. More like Shmoruto. That, that, what? That doesn't work at all. Borophil. Chlorophyll. More, more, more like, like Borophyll. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Joggy's like, I don't get it. I don't actually. Wow. It's another old movie that he's quoting. It's not that old. It's Billy Madison. It's, you know how old that is? Um, it's a, it's, it's an all time classic comedy. Yeah. Anyways. Something can be a classic and still be old. Yeah. In fact, many times one relies on the other. It's not that old. It's from like 1996. Not that old. That's over 20 years old. Well, you know what? Anyways, Naruto or Boruto's best friend is uh, Shikadai, uh, who is the son of Shikamaru, who is the guy who who like uses the shadows and stuff. You guys are looking at me like deers in the headlights. Like none of you watched Naruto. Did I did you? not watch nope. any Naruto because I'm not because I'm not psychotic. Well, it's not psychotic. It's 720 a, episodes. Yeah, but it's awesome. It's ridiculous. It is like so. You could have watched. 60 other anime. Yeah, but it's... Okay. 60. So, so Boruto, in my view, is is like Dragon Ball Super, except it's actually good. Except it's <laughs> one... Except it's literally 10 times as long. Than Dragon Ball? You said Dragon Ball Super. Boruto is only three episodes so far. You're talking about the entirety of, of Naruto? Even all of Dragon Ball is only half as long as Naruto. Perhaps. No, for real. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But the point is, Boruto is, so far, it, it I have zero problems with it. Like, it's an incredible shonen. Uh, it, the characters are all awesome and lovable. And if you grew up with this, it, you have to watch. I mean, if, you're not, if you grew up watching Naruto and you're not checking out Boruto, you're doing yourself a disservice because it's so awesome to be able to see these characters grown up and, like, what their life has become and what the future is. And I'm... I'm in. I'm sold. I'm going to be watching this. So uh, I'm definitely passing Boruto. Groovy. Yeah. Now, of course, I know you guys probably don't want to watch it. We just passed like four that. shows in a row. It's never yeah. happened before. Yeah, we did. All right. Wow, unpredictable. Let's can, see if we have. Can we go for five? Number five. So num- the next anime that I'm going to give an impression on is another one of those way too long titles. Rokude Nashi Majitsu Koshi to Akashku Rekodo or Akash Akashkik Records of Bastard Magic Instructor. Oh, that makes in sense. English. <laughs> As you do, I I guess. Uh, this is based off of a light novel, started in 2014 and is still going, eight novels in total. Uh, a manga started up in 2015, still going with four volumes, and now we have this addition to the franchise. The director is a man by the name of Minato Kazuto, not Kazuo. That's my cousin. Yeah, yeah, I figured. Um, and he has no other directorial credits to his name. <laughs> this is not like a storyboard, not like an episode. Like, this is it. I Like, this guy, I guess he was your cousin. They just pulled him off the street. Um... I was like, hey, you look like a cool guy. Do you want to direct an anime? And he was like, okay. Uh, The studio behind it is Linden Films, which I also don't really know of. I'm I'm trying to pull up their thing on my anime list. Oh, they did fantastic titles such as Berserk 2016. Oh, wow, a classic. A classic, indeed. A modern Um, classic. And uh, Berserk 2017, a bunch of other anime. 
The the only one on here that I even remotely recognize is an Arslan Sankey OVA. But oh, they did do the other Arslan Sankeys. Okay, so they have and and they did some initial D's. So they ha- they the studio does have some credits to their name. This anime is your generic fantasy anime in a nutshell. Give some someone give me a trope that you would expect to find either in anime L- in general. Little or girls carrying weapons that are way too big for them. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if we've seen any weapons. It is more magic based than weapon based. I know little weapons. girls fighting grown men when they probably shouldn't be. Yes, yes, we've had that. We've definitely had that. In fact, twice in the first three episodes. People having to to sacrifice something in order to use a weapon. Um, in order to use a spell. Oh, okay, that that counts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, think think of some obvious ones. I'm I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing the job here. Yeah. No. No. You are. You're doing a good job. Um, a character, uh, there's probably an archer, a swordsman, a mage, and a healer. Again, not so much, because it takes place in a magic academy. Oh. So they're all really bad. Now, are is do they have to pair up, and one of them is the fighter, and the other one is their weapon? They're all really terrible at the, magic. Sure. There, there, isn't, there isn't that so much, but we definitely have the, the pair of students that are befriending their mm. male teacher. Oh. And, you know, who is there? So the bastard magic instructor is the male teacher. And, uh, yeah, he um, his name's Glenn. Glenn? <laughs> Glenn? Yeah. Are you shitting me? Glenn Radars. Wow. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Oh, my God. Um, and the two girls are Sistine and Rumia. And we have, to, to throw in some other fantasy tropes, we find out Rumia is like a long-lost princess and like Sistine's father owns the school that they're teaching in and her grandfather died and there's a magic sky castle that no one's been to and they want to investigate it and all of their history is tragic and somehow related to each like like it is Sistine has cat ears or some kind of animal ears I don't really know why I would like to just make one quick aside and I apologize for interrupting you but Dragon Ball has almost 600 episodes. So when you're saying, oh, it's Naruto's got way more, Dragon Ball currently has 600 episodes and is still running. So I'm just saying, sorry, please. Continue. I didn't pass Dragon Ball Super for an impression, though. Only you would do that. I'll see you in five years when you do that review. <laughs> Alone, because none of us will yeah, watch it. For real. I hope um, I'm still alive by then. I am riding a crotch rocket around a little bit recklessly, so I'll probably be dead within like a few weeks. True. So I'm probably never going to see that review, but I hope there, it goes well. There's a good game. Who's going to die first, you or me? I mean, it's going to be me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I might die of alcohol poisoning. It's a good point. <laughs> okay, then. Sorry. Yeah. I'm no, sorry. No, we're good. We're good. So, so basically this anime is as formulaic as you can get of school magic anime. All of the tropes put it in a blender, pour it out, add cake. Um, <laughs> interestingly, though, there is enough here. Oh, my God, now- five in a row. There is enough here every now and then where it does something do it? a little bit different. Where, for example, like there was the trope where the instructor walked in to the the girls' room when they were all changing, and the two main girls just happened to be fondling each other, talking about how much you know one of them had matured and the other had it. And and as the instructor walks in, he's like, 
I realize I'm in the wrong place, but before you do anything, I want to point out that getting beaten up for seeing a natural, like a natural, a naked body, it's only natural. And if I'm going to get beat up either way, and he pulls his hand away and he looks and he's like, I'm burning this into my retina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, my dude. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> like like there's stuff there's stuff like that where it's like there's a couple things here that like or 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 an interesting take on magic with him like using tarot cards is an interesting like flip side to the world of of how the magic is used or a couple notes in the backstory where there's definitely some things here that I'm like okay this this isn't all terrible and by by the end of the third episode I was actually kind of I was actually kind of interested in the characters here's the thing about the show mm. and 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 i'm not going to pass it and the reason do, do you want to play the drop shame 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 in honor of game of thrones shame. which we'll be back soon july shame. winter is coming in summer <laughs> um but it does some interesting things. It has some comedic moments and it definitely has characters that I can see people like relating to and getting, you know, cheering for. I just, I'm not, it's not a hard fail, but it's a not pass because I think it is going to be kind of generic all the way through and I'm just kind of tired of it. And unlike Love Tyrant where it was just kind of over the top and it knew it was ridiculous, mm -hmm. this anime doesn't, it, it still has those moments where it's like, all right, we're going to have, you know, the girl pass out on the floor and do the ass shot in a short skirt. And and like, I'm just, I'm tired of watching that. If nothing else, I'm tired of watching that, but I get it, what what people will see in this show if they really love it and what good there is about this show. All right. Last last impression? Yep. All right, so I'm doing an impression on Soryo to Kiyoku no Yoru ni I did watch the first episode of this show. Yeah, they're three and a half minutes. Each. I know. I was like, oh, I'll just watch this real quick. And it's oh, oh, it's this one. It's the, it's this one. Okay. Here's the first episode. Girl who's pretty, who's definitely hot. Uh, mm -hmm. Her name is Mio. She is at a party or something, and she falls in love at first sight with this dude at the party. Mm -hmm. As you do. Well, but she gets also completely shit faced. She's drunk as shit. And she's drunk, so she's drunk as shit, but, but she's in love with this guy. And so, and she's mad hot. Well, because she knew him from high school. Yeah. Uh, did she? Mm -hmm. Except right, so, he, he, man, she knew a lot about this show. I was paying attention. I watched the first episode. Yeah, I bet you were. So, I was paying close attention. I bet you were. So, she's mad hot. She knows this guy from high school. She falls in love with him, right, like, like at first sight or whatever it is. And then, halfway through the party, someone knocks his hat off. He's bald. Oh, he's a priest. Wow. Mm -hmm. He's a priest. So, then as she's stumbling her way home and tripping into things on the street because she's drunk as hell, he grabs her arm and helps her and takes her home. Mm -hmm. And she's lying on the bed with her Panty showing. panties hanging out and her basically in her full nude glory for the most part. And he walks in and he's bringing her some water and so he, goes, <laughs> he, so goes, he goes, he goes, you shouldn't show this type of sight to a man. Yeah. And so he takes a huge drink of the water mm -hmm. and doesn't swallow it. Baby bird. Ba baby birds this water <laughs> into her mouth while he makes while he's making out with her and she swallows the water. 
And then after all the water, after she's taken like four swallows of this water, she they're just aggressively making out, like yep. just Wait, swallowing what? each other. And that's episode one. That's episode one. And I presume, and, and they definitely have sex because he's there in the morning and she's like, oh my God, what did I do? So they definitely have sex. Um, this is the priest. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because priests need what? What do you say? Uh, affection, marriage, and sex. But he said, "Yeah, even priests need this." I don't know. In the second and third episode, uh, you should probably mention that this show is available uh, both in like kind of a rated R or PG thirteen format and in a triple X format. The the uncut nine, eighteen plus version will be streaming at night on Sunday, April second at, at at midnight, effectively Monday morning. Thank you very much. <laughs> Is, Which we may cover in a hentai episode. Yeah, maybe we will. So you can all ages can view the the anime on Mondays at one fifty five a.m. So for some odd reason, it's on l- later in the cut version. Which makes no sense. There's no way this is not. It says the all ages version. Bullshit. <laughs> this anime is basically rated R, even cut. So it's like the softcore. Are you guys watching it over there? I'm, I'm looking at pictures. Looking at pictures. Yeah. Episode, it's basically all we need. The girl is mad hot. Um, episode. It's only three minutes. I'll she's very hot. Pull it up. Pull it up. <laughs> very hot. Um, in episode two, he takes her home to his like religious uncensored monastery yes. or wherever. And presents her to his parents as his fiance, which she does not know about, and says that she's consented to everything and that they're going to get married, even though she has no idea. And but she says nothing. And then afterwards, he's like, "I'm really sorry. I'm under a lot of pressure from my parents to get married. Let's just play along with it for a while longer." And then, from my recollection, and nothing happens in the third episode, basically. Wow. So, so wow, what? So it sounds like an amazing show. No, it's terrible. Um, it's, it's. Three and a half minute episodes. I was actually really thankful that it was that short because I was running short on time today. I definitely would have would not have gotten everything done if I if it had been so short. So I'm thankful for that. <laughs> They're watching. What are you it. watching? I have a man first and a, and a priest, priest second. second. Yeah. <laughs> first line and then title scene. Yeah. Literal first. Oh, like the opening of the entire anime is them making out on a bed with her all flushed. Like this is they're they're episode not three. Guys, you should know. I'm a man first and an anime addict second. <laughs> Episode three's title was like, your body is young and strong or something. (laughs) (laughs) Your body is a wonderland. Something like that. Anyway, this is, it's rough. Um, There's really no reason to watch it. I mean, it's, it's, there's nothing here. So yeah, (laughs) this is definitely failing. Did they live happily ever after? Did they? Of course, Elizabeth. What a pile of shit. (laughs) I am so watching this anyway. It's four-minute it's episodes. I feel like I need to know. <laughs> yeah. well, Where does it go? Yeah. What happens? Do I they live? Do they live happily ever after? Is she gonna get pregnant? Probably. I mean, with a priest baby. I love. I love how she's like, "Why is he bald?" Like they just pulled off his hat, and she's like, "Why is he bald?" Like I love how she couldn't tell he was bald when he had the hat on. <laughs> yes, yeah. You can totally tell he's bald. It's a really baggy hat. Well, I also I like I just I, why should that be such a big idea? It's It's time for an almighty anime (laughs) mailbag. Anime. 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 Mailbag. Bag, bag, bag. Oh, yeah. Woo! If you want to submit a mailbag, you can go to our main page, aaapodcast.com, and click on the tab called 
Mailbag. Did we actually post any mailbags in the? I didn't, so we're gonna have to read them off the dock, off of the mailbag. Oh, document. I was just gonna go with oh, the one well, that was there. I have there. no idea where that is, but I'll try to find it. Muda 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 writes, "Hey guys, I just watched Psychopaths two, and it was really disappointing. Have you guys and gals ever really enjoyed an anime series or movie, and were extremely excited for the second season, and it was a letdown? Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. What?" <laughs> Sorry, I was looking for the doc. I was, I trying, was looking for the doc. I, same. I was. I, I missed yeah. it entirely. Um, I'm assuming. Was the question? Have I ever been disappointed by a sequel? Yes. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, I'm disappointed that there Super. wasn't another sequel to Chihayafuru. That was my disappointment. Yeah, it, it ended after the second season, right? And it, it but it didn't over. end. Yeah, no. It was a read the manga. Well, f you. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna go read the manga now. I mean, I Berserk was disappointing for sure. There, there are a number of, of anime that are like this. I mean, it's not unusual. There are a couple of instances in which I have seen a second season, not necessarily bomb, but just kind of get boring, and then the third and final season pick up and be like, all right, this is where I wanted it to go, and the second season seemed necessary. It just wasn't as good. Like um, like Bakuman, the one that was about the mangakas. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I feel like a sequel not being as good as the original is kind of commonplace a lot in everything. One of my issues here is that he was disappointed by Psychopath Season 2. I like Psychopath Season 2. I did, too. I didn't see the movie, though. Maybe mm. the movie answered questions that Season 2 didn't. Maybe. Or, I don't know. All right, next mailbag, and don't read more than one from the same person. Oh, okay. Uh, can you put a link to the doc in the I doc? Did, I did. I'll read the next one. Okay. While you guys are doing it. You that. all have access to it. Um, so let's see. This next mailbag comes from Icy Rose, uh, and it says, hi, AAA host during the winter season. You mentioned it was the worst anime season in a while, but in all your opinions, which season of the year do you think was the worst season of anime you've ever encountered? Oh my. Uh, has there That's e- difficult. Yeah, that is very difficult. Has there ever been a season where there has literally been nothing or would you, uh, nothing you would have watched if not for the podcast? And to save this mailbag from being such a downer, what season of what year would you say is the best? That is a very difficult question. Wasn't one to the last season we just had pretty bad? The winter season? Yeah, I think that yeah. might be the one he's talking about. And, I, and that was one of the worst I've experienced since being on the podcast. And this one we're having right now is, is pretty good. awesome. Yeah, like this season I feel like we're in right now is... We went from shitty to awesome. Yeah, like this is one of the best seasons that I've experienced since being on the podcast. Just because like there are so many shows... Maybe it's like a selfish reason, but there are so many shows this season that I personally am interested in, you know, that I wanted to see, like Boruto and like several others that I'll be doing impressions on later on. I don't want to spoil. But yeah, I feel like, oddly enough, this season, one of the best I've seen. I have a mailbag I want to read that I'm, I need, there's visual assistance that needs to happen for it. Oh so my. that's what I'm actually doing. But I don't know. I, I have a hard time. Anime kind of blurs together for me because of how I watch it, which is binging it. I forget what season an anime is tied to. And because, you know, when an anime finishes, you're like, oh yeah, that finished in 2016, but you forget that it actually started in 2015. Yeah. So I'm, I'm totally shit with this question. And I think, I think at the end of the day though, like what we've talked about before, every season has one or two good shows and every season has one or two extraordinarily bad shows mm-hmm. and most other anime fall somewhere in the average reign and it just depends on what your personal taste is yeah good point all right next up who wants to read are we just going down the line on this yeah just try not to read the same person all right we haven't done one by yotaro vegeta yet right 
Correct. Right. All right. So Yotardo Vegeta writes, uh, who's your anime Valentine? Limited to any show from 2016 to 2017. Um, they say that their anime Valentine would be uh, Konatsu from Rakugo Shinju. Uh, I think that it would be great if she was my sister or my wife. Whoa. So Valentine. Whoa, that is a... <laughs> Wow, that's Hold interesting. Mm. Can we discuss that? This just got very anime. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? Exactly? I have no idea. It says, I think it would be great if she was my sis or my wife. Mm. All right. Interesting. Hey, you know, well, uh, you do you, boo-boo. Uh, well, okay. Here's the thing, though. Uh-oh. I feel like you can look at someone and be like, you're an extraordinary human being, and I want you to be in my life in a permanent kind of way. Okay. If it's an or, it's Okay. I would, I would have you... <laughs> if it's an and? If it's an and. I want you to be my sister and my wife. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. And and if it's not like a, a I have a romantic love for you, but if you're not going to be my wife, then I'll take you as my sister and I'll still have that romantic... That's still effed up. But if it's like just a pure, I want you in my life, however, you know, and my feelings will align to that appropriately. I'm trying... Guys, I want you to talk to I want you to I'm appreciate... I'm hard. hard. <laughs> I'm trying to make this okay for you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so if we have to choose 2016 and 2017, I choose uh, the Chickabitty from the Dragon Maid Sama one, the one that's going on right now. Yeah. Because she seems super hella ultra gay <laughs> and, and kind of reminds me of Haruhi from Oran, who's, who I would have chosen... Uh, if we could go back further, so. I know, I know mine. Uh, I was, I was searching. I'm trying to figure it out, and then I'm like, of course, it's Hinata. Boruto, it's Boruto, isn't it? No, it's his mother, Hinata. <laughs> she is, she is number one waifu, like absolutely. Mine's, mine's really easy too. Mm-hmm. Victor from Yuri on Ice. Oh nice. my god! Doesn't even have to be a romantic Valentine's, guys. I think Victor and I would have a great time on the town for Valentine's. <laughs> no, no love for King JJ. <laughs> uh, no. Um, I'm gonna take the vampire girl from uh, from Demi Chan. Can I give a Valentine to the entire Kurasuno volleyball team? Oh god, yeah, of course. (laughs) All right, I have I have one, and I and I found my I found my visual aid for this. This is from Godius Maximus. They write he writes, "Dear AAA, which one of you hosts would rock some big ass '80s hair?" (laughs) Best wishes, Godius. And I have to say, do you have a picture of you with big ass eighties hair? Oh yeah, in oh. a pantsuit. Oh my god, Holy mother! <laughs> I hold on. I need to hold There's your camera. answer, guys. All right, first I'm gonna hold up to the right webcam. There. Chiaki, one hundred percent. So let's show the webcam this if they can. Let me know if that focuses. Is that is that? that? Can you see it? Yeah, more or less. More or less, you can see it. Oh man. <laughs> that is I, I actually I actually showed wow. that to a friend of mine and they were like is that you waiting to meet Hillary Clinton in the 90s <laughs> holy moly what was the purpose of holy that holy Jesus Louisus <laughs> the purpose of that was I was going to a nice dinner <laughs> no. that was it that was the only no. reason Chiaki oh, yeah. hey in my defense I had no control over my hair until Junior high, high school. My mom decided my haircut. That, wow. <laughs> that's actually true. It's actually true. Wait, how old were you what in that picture? Your, what was your life? This? I was probably, I don't know, eight. Really? Yeah. No, you looked older in that. No, that was probably like eight, uh-huh. eight, nine. All right, I'm going to wow, read one made... more. 
Okay. Oh yeah, the outfit oh, also has shoulder pads. Just to oh off God. the document, okay. off, the, off the actual document. Muda 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 writes, "Hello, purveyors of addiction, smut, information, and entertainment. I, I love your regular podcast, and I want to subscribe to your premium content. But I was wondering, what are the at what are the average lengths of the hentai hobby and after party episodes? See you, space cow people." <laughs> I would say the endless uh, after party. I would say they Which, all are between thirty and fifty minutes. Sure, that's about right. Yeah. Except yeah. for the endless after party. Except which the endless was like after party was eight, eight hours. hours. Eight hours long. <laughs> yeah. How oh, insane! It was, it was a monstrous beast of what a thing. A, that was that's like that's our magnum opus. <laughs> that was so long. I had, we had to we had to do it in three parts. We, you brought out the piano and started playing classical piano in front of the in camera. Me in, in all fairness, I was extremely inebriated. We all were. I mean, yeah. I, mean, it I feel was like not good. I feel like I feel like we we also hit on some really repressed issues. I feel like there were some yes. things, Kazuo, that that you were real vulnerable, and then we got real vulnerable. <laughs> and it, I don't know. Oh, it, it was a very revealing mm. episode of uh, after parties. Wrap us up here. All right. You can find us, if you want to check out some of those hentai episodes or after parties, mm-hmm. you can check them out at aaapodcast.com, iTunes, we're, our, our regular episodes are also on iTunes, don't forget to drop us a rating, especially if you like us, facebook.com forward slash Anime Addicts Anonymous Podcast, and the group, which Kazuo is awesome about. Yeah, we're almost at 700 members now. Every every time we broadcast, we have another 50 people in there. It's pretty nuts. Make it happen, um, guys. So yeah, that's uh, facebook.com slash groups slash AAA podcast. I feel like I, we need to write that on the doc so that it's there. Uh, and twitter.com forward slash AAA podcast or at AAA podcast. All the other hosts are on there as well. I'm at Elise Kova. We got at AAA Kazuo, at AAA Kimiko. And Mitsugi is usually the man behind the, the Twitter account. So it's kind of a good way to get to him. Thank you to those of you who joined us live on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel so you get notifications whenever we go live. Sometimes we change up the time, so that's a really good way to make sure you don't miss out. And uh, as always, it's a pleasure talking to you. Stay addicted, and uh, we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye!